beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. Dunstable man feeling ignored over nuisance off-road bikes. Police investigation over unexplained death in Buckinghamshire and jail for high Wickham arsonist. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man says his partner has made over 100 calls to the police about nuisance off-road bikes and car racing in Dunstable since October, but the situation has barely improved. Kelvin Allen has contacted this programme. As the problem's been going on for so long, he doesn't know what else to do. Matt Lockwood reports. Kelvin Allen says the noise from the off-road bikes and car racing keeps him and other residents awake at night. He's worried that someone could be knocked down and feels that Bedfordshire Police could be doing more. His partner has stopped logging her calls to the police recently because she feels ignored. We tried to contact Bedfordshire Police yesterday but were told to call back today. Police in Buckinghamshire are investigating the unexplained death of a 17-year-old boy. Toby Fairclough suffered what police say was a medical condition in playing fields in North Marsden on Saturday lunchtime. He was taken to hospital but died. A second 17-year-old boy from Buckingham has been arrested on suspicion of supplying a controlled drug and released on police bail. David Cameron has held three hours of talks with the European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker at the start of a round of intensive diplomacy aimed at renegotiating Britain's membership of the EU. Here's our political correspondent, Ross Hawkins. Downing Street said David Cameron told Jean-Claude Juncker that the British people believed the EU needed to change and that Mr Juncker said he wanted to find a fair deal for the UK. Mr Cameron, who campaigned unsuccessfully against Mr Juncker's election as the President of the European Commission, now seeks allies in the EU. He intends to talk to every one of his 27 fellow EU leaders before the European Council in June. The number of prepayment gas and electricity meters being forcibly installed in people's homes has risen significantly over the past six years. Almost 100,000 were fitted under court warrant last year, usually when people had got into debt with their energy supplier, compared to 63,500 in 2009. A man's been jailed for more than nine years for starting fires in High Wycombe. 29-year-old Richard Thomas pleaded guilty to two counts of arson. More from Louise Parry. Late one evening in February, Thomas opened the window of a flat in West Wickham Road and set the curtains alight. The fire was put out, but the following day, Thomas returned and used the lighter to start another fire. Five men were evacuated and treated for minor burns and smoke inhalation. Thomas, who's from West Wickham Road, was sentenced to nine years and three months in prison. The National Trust has bought a stretch of coastline in North Wales for more than a million pounds. The land on the Great Orme near Clondudno is the site of the world's biggest prehistoric mine, dating back 4,000 years to the Bronze Age. The weather, dry today with a mix of cloud and pleasant sunny spells and a high of 18 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. When morning comes to Morgantown The merchants roll their awnings down The milk trucks make their morning rounds In morning Morgantown We'll rise up early with the sun To ride the bus while everyone is yawning And the day is young 
erotic party operations. Drugs, prostitution. I am a professional. Sorry, I thought I was going to vomit for a second. Dad pop. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, um, it came from my, my brain. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. A little, a little masterclass there, Justin. Wow, you are messing with my tiny brain this for morning. Anybody, for anybody that wants to get involved in radio, that's how you start a breakfast show the day after a bank holiday when the... Did you see the colour of the sky this morning? I don't want to get all psychedelic on you, but did you see the colour of the sky? Uh, well, it, well, it wasn't that impressive to oh, me. Oh, mate, when I was driving on the motorway, it was it was beautiful pinks and oranges. Oh. I turned the radio off, I put in a little bit of Joni Mitchell, and I sucked in the vibe. Oh, do you know what the best thing about it is? On, it doesn't cost a penny. It's free. It's free. It's free. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. yeah, guys, it's free. Yeah. And yet there are people out there, Justin, that want to murder that planet. They want to murder... <laughs> that sunrise they want to murder that view well i say no yeah. i'm standing up for the little people not yeah. not midgets they you know i don't want to get involved in that no. but but you know the downtrodden here, here. children children and the downtrodden i'm standing up for definitely not midgets you've got a vibe about you this morning thank you mate thank you hey listen we should probably do this first story isn't it yeah probably yeah. all right we'll chat later on though but you know you're okay yeah fine yourself beautiful yeah i'm good let's let's uh, let's crack on and talk about crack down yeah Remember, guys, he said slipping into script when the police cracked down on nuisance bikers in Houghton Regis, Luton and Dunstable. Arrests were made and bikes were crushed. Uh, but people said they'd be back over the bank holiday. They were back over the bank holiday. And they were racing behind the Grove Theatre. That's according to this footage, of which we've taken the audio soundtrack, from Kelvin Allen. Cheeky. Okay, that's just a bit of that's a motorbike noise. Message to self: <laughs> check the audio before playing it. If it's not worth playing, don't bother playing it. But imagine yeah, a bit of motorbike that, though, outside your window. Oh, two o'clock in the morning. You spoke to you spoke to Kelvin, haven't you? I have. And, uh, Kelvin did that. say to us, he said, you know, a few weeks ago well, there was police there. We had two police bikes, and and this problem stopped over the bank holiday weekend. It's been an absolute nightmare. Yeah, he lives oh, in man. the Parklands flats behind the Grove, massive car park <sighs> there. Kelvin has been telling me just how bad this weekend has been for him. Well, we've just got a lot of the young lads in their cars just racing around the car park and playing really, really loud music. It's up until like, early hours, and also we've got.
got the problems with the motocross bikes also joining in, pulling wheelies, racing around the car park here and through the field behind it. So now, uh, we've heard this before about the police. Have you actually seen the police here? Yeah, yeah. So one pulled up on probably Friday or Saturday night and he was still talking to some lads playing football. But while this was going on, there was kids like with the music playing, wheels spinning in the background and he just drove off and left them to it. I mean, how does that make you feel? As a local resident who's who's that concerned about this, you've called us, how does that make you feel? Oh, I'm, saying, I'm very frustrated with the police and the local councils for just not doing anything about it, but also I'm very pleased for yourselves for actually mm. taking an interest in the issue. It's mm. sort of encouraging from your point of view, but just from us, it's just really just getting beyond, like I said, just can't sleep, it's just getting beyond the joke now, really. You can't sleep. No, nope. so I have to be at work really early in the morning, and these lot are out here till two in the morning sometimes, probably later, playing very, very loud music and wheels spinning, and obviously the motorbikes, the noise they make is like ear piercing. So they're revving up their bikes, and you're home, we can see your window. It's about what 150 yards away. You can hear that clearly yeah. from your window. Oh, very clearly. Yeah, it's, it makes the windows rattle at night. The music does, and the bikes. So it's just oh, and the cars. Yeah, because <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. they like banging the exhaust. They've all got like said the boy racer cars. It's just it's just not fair, really. What sort of videos have you got from this weekend? Well, they're just very short little ones. Like I said this, there was two cars drag racing down this long straight, as you can see down here. And sort of skidding up to a point here. They were parked down here at the skate park with the sub music, like the subwoofers and that blasting music till yep. up two in the morning. And then the bikes have been out here all weekend racing up and down the field here as well. So, so you've got that evidence. So yeah. when you said to the police, look, I've got this on camera, I've got this on film, what did they say then? Nothing really. Yeah. Yeah, they just, I think, honestly think we're just whinging residents. I just don't think they understand that this is a really big issue to us. Now, yeah, as we look to our right-hand side, we've got around, what, 20 kids because we've got a skate park yeah, this here. This is quiet today. Yeah, this is quiet for kids today, actually. It's normally like by sort of early afternoon, there's at least 50 children here. They're always milling about on here, and it just worries me that someone is going to get run over before anything's done about it. I mean, you can see all the black tire marks on the tarmac here. Yeah, that, you can. So, yeah, I just, I'm just worried for the children, really, more than anything, and obviously my sleep. <laughs> more on that later. Dealey will speak to you in a bit as well, boss. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Not bad at all on the roads across the three counties this morning. Nothing being reported by police. Can't see anything on the cameras or sensors. Still very quiet, as you'd imagine, this time uh, on the uh, morning and, of course, half-term this week. As for trains, uh, generally a good service across the three counties. I'm James Worley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, James. 6.16. It's Tuesday the 26th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Dunstable man tells Three Counties Radio he feels ignored over complaints about nuisance off-road bikes. The unexplained death of a 13-year-old young man in Buckinghamshire has sparked a police investigation. And three hours of talks between David Cameron and the EU president over Britain's future in Europe. Hang on a second. And three hours of... T hang on a second. And three hours of talks... But hang on a second. And three hours of talks happened between David Cameron and the EU president. Don't make no difference. They're going to change a thing. BBC Three Counties Radio. Come on, guys. We know it's not going to change a thing. You can imagine Juncker just going, ah. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. 
Maroney. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. What sort of videos have you got? None of your business, Justin. None of your business at all. House. Oh, hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. This. Yeah. Usually I don't do this, but. Ooh. Ow. Hey. Stop. Now I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you. The way you do the things you do reminds me of my Lexus cool. That's why I'm all up in your grill, trying to get you to a hotel. You must be a football coach. The way you got me playing the field. So baby, give me that. And let me get that beep, beep. Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24s Why they saying I'm ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like so what I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend baby I'm about to have me some fun Bounce, 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 bounce Bounce, bounce, bounce now it's like murder, she rolled Once I get you out them clothes Privacy's on the door But still they can hear you screaming more Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling No more hoping and wishing I'm about to take my key and Stick it in the ignition So give me that Let me get that Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24s Why they saying I'm ready, Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama ruling that body, got every man in here wishing. Sipping on coke and rum. I'm like, so what? I'm drunk. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. Crystal popping in the stretch navigator. We got food everywhere, as if the party was catered. We got fellas to my left, honey's on my right. We bring them both together, we got juking all night. Then after the show, it's the after party. Then after the party, it's the hotel lobby. Around about four, you gotta clear the lobby. Didn't take it to your room and can I get a Can I get a Running her hands through my fro Bouncing on 24 Come on, why they saying I'm ready It's the remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have some fun Remix to ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body Got every man in here wishing Sipping on coke and rum I'm like, so what, I'm drunk It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have me some fun That's old news What sort of videos have you got? What sort of videos have you got? That's old news. Yes, I'd agree. Oh, fish fingers. Bird's eye potato waffles. Waffle versatile. They go with eggs, beans, chips, fish fingers. Oh, fish fingers. Bird's eye potato waffles. Waffle versatile. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. All the ladies in the house say, well. I say, well, well, all the ladies in the house say, oh, oh, oh. Why? Huh? Mm. It's fun. Mm. McCartney was doing that. 
He did. McCartney did. We took. Um, uh, hello, Alice. Hello. Hello, Catherine. Yeah. Took Dealey to see Paul McCartney the other day in concert, not his house. That'd be weird. And uh, he did a Freddie Mercury bit. He's doing the. Okay, everybody. You know, um, uh, everybody in the, the old tool go way or. Oh, sorry. You got you get a message of you. Is the message focus on the show? You should be producing. Is that what it is? Is that what that message is? Make me want to... So McCartney's going, right, you know, everybody in the house go, Wee-o. and so 20,000 people are going, Wee-o. and he goes, go, oh, do de do and he's going, oh, do de do No one said what for. What? He says, everybody go... Oh. You got a oh, could you turn that off, please? <laughs> could you turn that off? I'll just put it on silent. All right, well... Could, I don't want to miss any good uh, text. Well, what was that last text? It was a very rude one from yeah. you. OK, there's a ruder one coming now. <laughs> uh, yeah? Do you know what I'm calling this? What? Ev. <laughs> <laughs> My phone was. Um, what does what does what do uh, celebrities say when they do loads of drugs? And hacked. Um, I've been hacked. I've been hacked, and then they tweet racist abuse, and then they go, "Oh no, I was hacked." Send me an email because people need to hear that. That's... Okay. Okay. Hang this on is on. what this is what I did this weekend. We've been having great fun. We're so old, learning how to put our children's voices uh, on. It's... You did it a really long-winded way, right, and had to read instructions. I just downloaded an app. Well, it's, it's easier for you, mate, then. It's fine. I, mine, mine's a bit more... Uh, you just download an app and you just recorded it and yeah. it goes on there. There we Aww. go, you see. These, these are, this is mine. Let's bore people with um, our baby photo, shall we? So if <laughs> yeah, I get, go on. If I get a text, I get this. You got a text. And then if I get an email, I got this. And that's my eldest. And I said, what voice are you doing? He went, Daddy, that's my cool voice. <laughs> He's five! It's, he's, he's got a point, though. It is pretty cool. It's very cool. Not th- I mean, this is just dumb. You got a text. All right, mate, calm down. But, I mean, I, th- I have recorded a ringtone, but I think it is too annoying. Go on. Right, here we go. Mommy, 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 Ali G is prepped for today's shift. Are you here all week or just today? Just today. Okay. One day only. Oh. No one told me. Um, no. But listen, me. guys. Listen, guys. I just thought we could have a bit of fun with this, so just bear with me, right? <laughs> As prepped for today's show, Ali, uh, you must have um, listened to Friday's show. Mm-hmm. Who is the special guest star we had on Friday's show? I'm guessing it was Eurovision related. It was Eurovision related. It wasn't the concept of Eurovision because that would be awkward. Yeah, and it would be hard to find a single guest. Yeah, but we did. F- we did find a single guest. Who... Um, uh, was it? The, it wouldn't have been the people that were in it this year, would it? No, mate, no it of wouldn't. course not. They we, were really busy. No, we were offered them many, many times. We said no. <laughs> we said no to Electro Velvet about a dozen times. So did Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah, well done, Catherine. All right, mate. Let's come on. Let's. I'm putting um, the Ali on the spot. Ali on the spot. Don't uh, go. What are you doing? What are you typing for? No, Look not, at me. Look at me. Let go of the I'm, keyboard. I'm... Let go of the keyboard and the mouse. Remove the mouse. Let go of the mouse. Let go of it. Hit her hand. Burn it with your fag, Catherine. <laughs> it's a waste of a fag. Um... Burn, no. Let go of the mouse. Look at me. Who was on the show on Friday? Special guest. I, I'm not sure. Unbelievable. Give her, give her 50 lashes. Of what? Um, we'll decide that later. It was Raymond Marks, local singer-songwriter, an all-round nice bloke. Well, Brilliant. he invited Matt Lockers Lockwood to um, a bottom. Marlowe Bottom. Oh, sorry. 
I just, I thought that's it's a place, it's not a practice. He went to... Uh, um, anyone from Marlow Bottom? <laughs> <laughs> not v- anymore, Vicar. I've given that up. No. He invented... Uh, he in- invited Matt Lockers Lockwood to his house in Marlow Bottom for what could only be described as a Eurovision party. Oh, nice. Raymond's... Raymond, listen, Raymond is genuinely a very nice bloke. He's a top bloke. He's a talent. He, um, he winds up clocks, yes. And uh, he's a brilliant singer-songwriter. Um, and his long-term goal... And we've got a plan for this, guys. Bear with us. His long-term goal is to write, um, well, an entry for the UK for Eurovision. I suspect it could be a winning. It would certainly do better than Bird's Eye Potato Waffles. (laughs) But before... So, lockers went, Okay, Before the fun could begin, there were introductions... I've not heard this. There were the introductions to get out of the way. Here's what happened. So I've arrived at Raymond's house. Raymond, you're making me a coffee, aren't you? Yes, I'm making it now. Milk and one sugar, please. Well, our first guests have arrived as well. Yes. What's your name? I'm Joe. Joe, and is it? Leslie. Joe and Leslie. Did you come to this party last year? No. No, this is your first time, is it? Yes. Excellent. I'll let you uh, get settled. You've come with your pillar and a duvet. Are you sleeping, are you? I'm I'm staying overnight. Ah. Are you planning to drink a bit, are you? Well, I can, can't I? Because I won't be going home and I won't be needing a car. Have you come far? I was in Marlow. I'm Amersham now. Amersham. So some more people have arrived. What was your name? Uh, Mary. Mary, I'm Matthew. She's in the Bible. She's in the Bible as well. Yes, yes, yes. I'm in the Bible. Yes, yes, yes. That's Leslie over there. That's Leslie over there. I think I've met Leslie. Introduced already, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just told us your name was Matthew. I said, yes. think of the Bible, everybody. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, he's the first one. And Raymond, we've got some of your pictures in here. Are these some this of your, the pictures that you've taken? Oh, yeah. The, the one on the end, that's a rock singer. Oh, right. Who's this with no clothes on? Well, she's a bit topless, isn't she? she? She's over there. Oh, wow, OK. Oh, that's, she's even more topless over here. Well, what's her name? Jody. Well, um, we were working. I was working with an Italian artist on some fine work. I did the photograph, and the artist did all the lace work on top. Mm-hmm. It's three-dimensional. Three-dimensional, beautiful. Unfortunately, she hit an Italian divorce when her husband was taking everything, so she stopped work. Where's this massage chair? Because I have a spasm in my back. Where is it? It's bottom of his spine here. Yeah. Oh, and it's going all the way down. Lower. 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 Ooh. Ooh, that's hit the spot. So we're 15 minutes into the contest and we've had no actual singing. Oh. Shall we start singing? Oh, I've sang in the fish and chip shop, you can Why get me. I sang in the... we because we're suffocating. <laughs> oh. No, I sang in the fish and chip shop. It was a national competition in chip shops and Chris, the Polish manager, dragged me down, he got a bottle of red wine, he soused me with about two glasses of red wine, and we had the words, we could choose which ones, and it was Tom Jones, but we had fish and chip words to Delilah, so I'm singing, fry, 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 potatoes, fry, 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 and I had a a hat on. Let's sing that, fried, fried, (laughs) fried potatoes. (laughs) Now we've got three hosts. I suppose it's so that uh, they can do all sorts of different languages between them. Well, maybe if they're ill, if they get ill, they've at least got one left to do it. Yes, if two of the hosts have a heart attack, then they've got one one as a spare, haven't they? Uh. (laughs) Ah... 
What a party. We're the BBC, yeah? <laughs> I think that's we not, used to be. That's not what I was... Uh, do you know what? That argument about getting rid of the licence, I, I now, after hearing that three minutes of audio, I now wholeheartedly support that. What a waste of money. Um... <laughs> Well, the phone-in for the first hour is where have you sang? Well, what national competition <laughs> involved people singing in a chip shop? And fry, fry, fry potatoes? I mean, that's not really... <laughs> oh, Matt, it really does sound like fun. I'm, it's such a shame I couldn't make it. Uh, uh, 08459 Do you know the rules? You can call in about anything, but we are asking, where have you... Can anyone beat singing in a fish and chip shop? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. In Brickettwood on the North Circular Road, that's looking busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Neasden, also on the North Circular Road, that's looking slow from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover around to Wembley. In High Wycombe, it's looking a little bit busy by the roadworks on Marlow Hill by the temporary traffic lights that are by the leisure centres. That could cause delays later on this morning. No reports of any problems, though, on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties. Radio. Bit of a hangover, mate? No, unfortunately not. Just you a bit... Yeah, no. Late. This mo- hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second, Sammy. Because yeah. we have got one of Britain's greatest former road traffic announcers with us. This Sammy, say hello to Alice Glossop. Hello, Alice. Hi, Sammy. How's it going? Oh, it's all good. It's all right, you? guys. This isn't Friends Reunited, oh. right? Um, <laughs> uh, Alice. Yeah. She um, uh, was was late for the first hit, something you never did. Just tell her off. Oh, no. No. <laughs> um, you know. Berate her. Go on. It's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. No. That, Yay! Right. That is not. That is not the. That is not even an attitude. Across beds, outrageous, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. I'm Jane Killick. A man says his partner has made over 100 calls to the police about nuisance off-road bikes and car racing in Dunstable since October. Kelvin Allen contacted this programme because the situation has hardly improved. Police in Buckinghamshire are investigating the unexplained death of a 17-year-old boy. Toby Fairclough suffered what police say was a medical condition in playing fields in North Marsden on Saturday lunchtime. David Cameron has held three hours of talks with the European Commission president. It begins a round of intensive diplomacy aimed at renegotiating Britain's membership of the EU. The weather dry with some pleasant sunny periods. On to sport and in cricket. England have won the first against New Zealand by 125 four runs at Lords. They bowled out the Black Caps for 220 runs in their second innings with 9.3 overs left on the final day. In football, Norwich City are back in the Premier League after a one-year absence. They beat Middlesbrough 2-0 in the Championship playoff final at Wembley. Wickham Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth says they will bounce back from Saturday's League Two playoff defeat to Southend. The chairboys lost 7-6 on penalties after drawing one all after extra time. His manager Gareth Ainsworth. You know, it's, uh, it's tough. Uh, one team has to lose and it's a cruel way to do it, but we'll be back and uh, we've got a taste for this now. Don't worry, we'll be, we'll be champing at the bit come, uh, come August the 8th and we're ready to go again. 
Watford haven't commented on reports. They're talking to Kike Sanchez-Flores about the head coach's job. They're said to have approached the former Atletico Madrid coach as talks with current boss Slavisa Jokanovic reportedly hit an impasse. John Mooney of Watford podcast From the Rookery End says the fans have faith in the owners. They know that they need to do things quickly because by the end of June, when the players start coming back, then they need their man in place. They need that sort of... That, you know, we don't want to have that delay because we need to be ready for the first game of the, of the Premier League, not the fifth game or the tenth game. So they are going to make the decision um, that's right for the football club. And Derby County are looking for a new manager after sacking Steve McLaren. Derby were top of the championship at the beginning of March but faded away and missed out on the playoffs. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at seven. She says there's ants in the carpet Dirty little monsters Eating all the muscles Picking up the rubbish videos have you got? Versatile, they go with eggs, beans, chips, fish fingers, oh, fish fingers, bad potato, waffles, waffly versatile. My ambition is to be able to mine to that perfectly mm-hmm. in a convincing fashion, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm yay close. I'm yay close to getting there. What do you think, Matt? Uh, oh, you don't mind, do you? Lower. What? Lower. What? Lower. There? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we hit the spot. <laughs> Matt's still alive, yeah? I've not seen him or anything. He's still alive. Um, after... 
Yeah, I think he's having a lie in, though, if you know what I mean. Scott sends a, a, a strange... I don't understand this tweet, Scott. He says, how has Raymond been able to survive on Earth all these years? On his art. On his what? On his art. OK. <laughs> I would... I like the idea... This I saw the Moomins film yesterday. Oh, it was so could, boring. Could you do your button-up? So? You're doing a bit of a sort of halfway dealy. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, sorry, I said. Um, I saw the Moomins film. I, and I, I, two minutes into the Moomins, my wife bought tickets for me and the kids. Two minutes into it, I remembered, I really hate the Moomins. They're so boring. Mm. They're so boring. Nothing happens, right? And I fell asleep for the first half hour. But the, the story, spoiler alert, <laughs> there's this rich French guy in it and he wants to be a struggling artist. And I like the idea of being a... Everyone likes the idea of being a struggling artist. But in the film, he realises that being a struggling, struggling artist means you drink horrible cheap wine and you live under a boat on the beach. Mm -hmm. And he goes back to his mansion. And I feel sorry... I mean, I, I, I feel sorry for... How does Raymond survive? He is a, he's literally... I, mean, I don't know what he does. He's literally a struggling artist. He's a songwriter mm -hmm. that's just never... Never had that break, never had that lucky break. And it's not, and this is true, I'm going to put this to him, it's not always talent that rises. I know loads of talented people that are out of work and I know loads of rubbish people that are earning millions of pounds. So I, how do you, at what point do you go, do you know what, I'm going to give up. I was going to give up. Uh, the 11 o'clock show was the last audition I went for and I, and I remember the, all auditions up to then I was full of optimism and hope and I'm going to do this. The 11 o'clock show was like, nah, I might as well do it. And then when I don't get it, I'm going to get a proper job for a few years and rethink. Mm -hmm. And that I was, I was at that point. Gosh. So when, 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 when do you say... Some people, some people just believe that it will happen. I, I, I would get discouraged, I think. Yeah, well, OK. I'm a bit discouraged. <laughs> anyway. You should be. Anyway, then I remember my job is to come in and have a laugh with my mates every day, so... Have you got mates? You should bring them in one day. Did you know that, Alex? She's got mates. It's <laughs> just nice, isn't it? It's really nice. You should bring yeah, them in funny. one day. You're funny What's guy. their name? <laughs> Made up and fantasy. Yeah? Brap. Oh, that's me, phoned. Completely. What you got in the pitch, mates? Don't seem to matter anymore. Oh, don't matter. All right, here we go. Talented Tain Pan. 39, has become an internet phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum. Do you want to hear what his special talent is? Just say phenomenon again while I look at Alice. Phenomenon. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum. I don't know what's so funny about phenomenon. Bum, bum, ba, da. Mm? Phenomenon. Bum, bum, banana, 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 then. Bum, 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 bum. Ah. Did you stop just, No, I still just really rumbled. Okay. I don't cut the cheese at work. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Go on. That's not true. Go on. I just heard myself say cut the cheese. There we go. I'm 37. Yeah, well, right, OK, yeah. OK, yeah, sure, if that's what you are today, fine. No, not a problem at all. Come on, quickly, get to the point. <laughs> anyway, he's become uh, an internet uh, thing after a clip of him inflating a rubber ring with just his ears was posted in Chimen, China. I didn't hear any of that story. <laughs> Talented Tain Pan, 39, has become an internet phenomenon after a clip... Pardon? Nothing. After a clip of him inflating a rubber ring with just his ears was posted well, in China. How does he do that? I don't know. Some people can blow out through their ears, can't they? They can. Um, and some people can cry milk from their eyes, their eyes on their head. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I want you to know that I care. I 
sort of videos have you got? So the thick, because the tubes are all connected. So you, there are people who can drink milk and then they can cry it. Um, but also, you have I to was, close your nose though, don't it you? It blew my mind when I found out. You know when you you, you hold your nose and you bl- you blow and your ears pop. Yeah. Other people can hear that noise. That's not internal. Oh. That's extern. That's external. Prove it. Come here. Right, you won't, you won't be able to hear this, dear listener, and I don't know if I've got how m- messed up my ears are. You listen close to my ear. Did you hear that? I could hear him fizzing. Yeah, that's the fizzing. It didn't pop. You heard it fizzing? Yeah. Did you hear that, Alice? No. It, maybe if you're listening on DAB, you could let me know if you heard my ears fizzing. <laughs> oh, I've blown my mind. It's better than drugs. It's not. Drugs are bad and doing that. Listen to this. This is a oh, terrible... I had to retrieve something from a, a oh. nose. I, that could be the phone in. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, my daughter stuck a bead up her nose hey. yesterday. She tried to pass it off as a really hard uh, bogey. Oh. But then she had to confess... Then she said it was a piece of Lego. It wasn't. It was a bead, and everyone, uh, yeah, yeah, and everyone was flapping about it. Yeah. I say everyone. Uh, my husband was flapping about oh, it. Do, what did I do? Yeah. Cruise straight in, smooth, right? Because babies' noses are yeah. quite uh, soft anyway, aren't they? Babies' noses, nothing. I just ran my fingers down from the bridge. Now it popped. Oh yes, boss. So what if you had stuck up your nose? Again, steady. <laughs> What? Listen to this. Oh, eight four five nine four double five 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 five. You know we had um, Peter <laughs> on the show the other day. Yes, of Wilma. The charity, the animal charity. Oh right, yeah. They're at it again. Listen to this outrageous story of them sticking their nose in where it's not wanted. Remind us what they were doing last time. They, uh, were, they had something against fighting cock. They didn't like cock. The fighting cock pub. They, they wanted to it to be called the clever cock. Yeah, so this is what Peter mm-hmm. are doing now. Make me want to puke. The bad language that upsets sheep. This is really. What? This is not upsets sheep. Worries them, maybe. They don't mind being shorn, but sheep draw... Oh, Sean the sheep. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but sheep draw the line at being sworn at. Farmer Ken Turner found out what sensitive lambs his flock were after he was reported to the RSPCA for bad language. It's a funny story, right? Who reported him? Shearers tipped off animal welfare officers after complaining about his string of expletives. It's a funny story. Mm. Which they said was distressing the livestock. Flippin' heck. A bemused Mr Turner yesterday said he'd not realised his cursing had been upsetting the animals, adding, none of them actually told me they were offended. It's a fun story, all right? They just walked down to the paddock, grazed intently, and I didn't notice any distress. The farmer questioned whether it was all an elaborate joke. It's a fun story about a guy being in trouble for swearing at sheep. But the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals has lodged an official complaint... After getting hold of footage of Mr Turner shot by an undercover worker, it's a fancy swore a sheep! Who do you lodge an official complaint oh, with? Makes me want to puke these do-gooders. There's one more sentence. Let me read this in. Probably not, not relevant. It said there was also evidence of sheep being punched. Oh, oh right, okay. yeah. Right. I... Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 16 for the M40 to 14 for Heathrow and anti-clockwise as well between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. It's also looking quite slow too on the speed sensors. In Hitchin on Stevenage Road, there's drainage works going on at White Hill Road so that could get busy later. And in Milton Keynes, looking at the speed sensors on Standing Way, it's looking OK at the moment at the Kingston roundabout but there are roadworks so expect delays there later. No reports of any problems on the train so far. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 
Just a reminder of that last sentence. It said there was also evidence of sheep being punched. So it was a man beating up sheep. They had great fun writing that it until was that still line, didn't they? Fun. Are they? Why do they even need to include that line? That's ruined the story for me. It really. I mean, I uh, don't need to know about that. Six forty-six. It's um. Tuesday, the 26th of May, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Dunstable man has told this programme how he's frustrated about the lack of police action over nuisance off-road bikes. A 17-year-old young man has died in Buckinghamshire after taking what he believed was a recreational drug. And David Cameron has begun a round of diplomacy over Britain's... Uh, <laughs> diplomacy sounds like a really boring... Um, who fancies a round of diplomacy, anybody? I'd rather play Risk and cut my eyeballs out uh, in Europe, yes. Here's the weather with Sarah. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, thanks very much indeed. It was at times disappointingly cloudy yesterday, but it felt pleasant enough, I think, across the three counties. Today's a slightly better day, a bit more in the way of sunshine. Temperature's doing better as well, and uh, actually will stay dry for today and for much of tomorrow as well. In fact, even into Thursday and Friday, a lot of dry weather in the forecast, although the risk of showers from Thursday. But today, uh, with that sunshine doing uh, nicely, 17, possibly 18 Celsius. Some cloud bubbling up in the middle part of the day. Looks like it might well melt away by the end of uh, the afternoon, so we'll start to see a fine evening once more. Now, if you're a gardener, just watch out for the temperatures overnight tonight. Seven degrees comfortably in our towns, colder than that in uh, sheltered rural spots. So, gardeners, just be aware again, tomorrow will be a chilly start, but a sunny one. And then, as I say, dry for much of the day. We've got a weak weather front to come in in the evening. Might just give us a few spots of rain as we go through the evening period. And the cloud will build in advance of that in the afternoon, but still 17 degrees degrees for tomorrow. Fairly breezy but bright for Thursday. A little bit cooler at 15 or 16 degrees. The risk of a shower and quite a few heavy showers around on Friday with some thunder mixed in but also some good dry sunny spells between the showers and it's not showers right the way through the day. It looks like it'll be the middle part of the day and dry either end. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and um, it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio Under our family of wild nobility we Lower, lower, ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, me, the 
enjoyed yesterday. If you missed yesterday's bank holiday show, where the heck were you, slackers? Me and Boyle were here playing music. 08459-455-555. Do you know what? The two dream jobs I'd like. Like a music show where I'm allowed to play anything I want. It's chosen by me, not by a computer. And a late night phone in 10 till 1, Monday to Friday. Boom! Got anyone? Oh! Thank you, Alice. Morning, Dealey. Good morning, boss. How are you doing, fella? Oh, boss, I'm. Do you know what? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing good this morning. I've got a. Uh, uh, do you know what? Great music, great vibes, great guys, great cough just arrived with Alice Glossop. Yeah. I'm living the dream, mate. You are. You really, really are. What's it like doing a music show where you get to play what the heck you want? Well, it's not technically what I want. It's, oh. uh, it's what the people want. OK. But, you know, yes. you, you can pick and choose. Do you know what? It's a great feeling because yeah. you often speak to people that have been in the business for years and they yeah. say, do you know what? I'd love just to play what people want, but they don't get that luxury. No, most of the, here, here we go, guys. Most of the music is chosen by a computer on, yeah. on radio stations. Very few presenters get to play what they want. On the basis that it doesn't offend anybody. Yeah, yeah. come on, I want to... So I got told off... Um, um, where was... It, it was somewhere... Anyway, I got, I got told off um, somewhere for the BBC uh, because I'd, I'd, uh, uh, I'd caused offence. It's a brilliant... Brilliant, good. And what I'd said wasn't offensive. The person just chose to complain about it and said it was a, good, good, good. Yeah. He felt something. <laughs> he felt something. Most BBC local radio, and trust me, I've listened to loads of it. There's some brilliant stuff out there. Most of it, it's just radio wallpaper. The problem is people are scared to offend. You know, yeah. if, if you've got a genuine opinion, life is about opinions. Every single person is different. That's why life is good, correct? Exactly. Radio should just make you feel something. Yeah. If you want, if you want radio wallpaper, then there are loads of stations. Heart and Magic and th- you know that's great. That's great. And yeah. nothing again. I like a bit of magic from time to time. There's yeah. nothing against that. Mm. But I think if you're doing radio where someone is talking, feels you should be. Someone should, you should feel something as a listener, either angry or uh, enraged or excited or happy or, or uh, any feel something, guys. Here's the thing though. You can also g- give us a ring. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Don't just ring or don't just sit there in simmer. That's the whole yeah, point. Come on and have a, on, have a chat. Come on. It's people. Let's talk. Hang on a second. <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, let's just uh, let's just uh, hear that again. It's people. No. It's let's talk. It's people. Did you, did you put sugar in this cough? Fur- Alice, I'm, I'm, I'm huh? furious. Did you put sugar in this cough, mate? Do you not have sugar anymore? Flipping. Wow, do you she's giving you retro coffee. I'm definitely going to feel something if you've got sugar in your coffee. And I've noticed uh, something as well. Um, this is here. There's no more Fanny. But um, your your uh, little and uh, the big one have gone from my computer. Oh really? They've gone. Look, the, the, the little disc picture is there, meaning it's gone. It's and I know that JBS had some stuff missing as well the other day. They've been packed, ready to go to. Hey. Here we go, Justin. Mm. I think you can. Do, I think you can get something with this. Cruel. No. Retraction. Strike that from the record. Unusual punishments you received. Because <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with this. Yeah. It's in Turkey. They've got no laws. A head teacher was filmed using a struggling pupil's head <laughs> to clean his whiteboard in Turkey. Now, do you know what I thought? Let me read this again and see if you can spot what's wrong with this, OK? There's something, there's, there's something that leaps out at me here, thinking this is a... 
A teacher was filmed using a struggling pupil's head to clean his whiteboard in Turkey. Catherine, what's wrong with that story? What do you mean from a child welfare perspective? No, just what, there's something wrong in, the, in that story, in the reportage. Mm. Something happened. Something happened in this, this classroom that shouldn't have happened. The filming. Thank you. A teacher was filmed using a struggling pupil... They had mobile phones and they were allowed to film it. Well, the teacher should have confiscated that camera phone mm. and, and used that kid's head to clean the toilet. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with this. It's like the teacher that got done for sellotaping a kid's mouth. Oh, for goodness sakes. It was a gobby kid. <laughs> it was a gobby kid. We, um, we had a teacher at our school and fair play... We hung um, uh, a Johnny from the, the door, so every time he walked in, it bashed his head, and we put one on his exhaust pipe, right? So what he did... <laughs> we blew one up and floated it out of the window. Well, what he did... You know that graph paper? Yeah. With, like, a million gra squares? Mm -hmm. He made, made me and my friend sit out in the canteen put a tiny cross in every single square. Oh, yeah. That'll teach That you. taught me. It didn't. We had suspicions about that gentleman. And it was the 80s, so probably true. Um, so, uh, 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 unusual punishments. Mm. You, can, you can get some gold out of that, can't you, Just I, I think so. I mean, obviously, some of them could get a bit naughty and they could offend. But uh, if we're willing to go down that line, that's fine by me. Let's go down that line. Yeah? Yeah. But you, it's your head on the chopping block, yeah? OK, mate. Cheers, mate. Speak to you later. Take care. Ta-ta. My dad had the finger of shame. Sorry? <laughs> what? Yeah. Do you want to confess this on air? Do we need to get a counsellor? <laughs> he had a teacher who, if someone boobed in class, yeah. everyone had to point the finger of shame. Oh. So you'd find yourself on the end of, like, 25 quivering digits. Oh. So, now, OK, listen, we're going to go to <laughs> the... say, point it harder! <laughs> point it harder! And the kid'd be like... <laughs> Unusual punishments, please. 81333, start your text 3CR. 08459 555. It's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned shaming. I want to talk about that bloke that knocked down the kiddie on his bicycle. Oh, yeah, I'll his life's been made hell, hasn't it? it? Yeah, but his life has been... I, yeah. I feel really sorry for that guy. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a bit. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford and in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. It's starting to build up there. In Mill Hill on the Watford Way, that's slow, slow from the apex corner towards the Mill Hill Circus. And in Biddenham, just north of Bedford on the Brahman Road, that's looking slow eastbound through the roadworks between the A428 and Paula Redcliffe Way. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank Thank you, Sammy. Today, listen, I know we're the BBC. Oh, and you shouldn't be punishing children. You should be asking their parents what's what's wrong. Let's celebrate the magic of cruel and unusual punishments, please. 08459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines, Dunstable man feeling ignored over nuisance off-road bikes, police investigation over unexplained death in Buckinghamshire and jail for high wicker arsonist. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man says his partner has made over 100 calls to the police about nuisance off-road bikes and car racing in Dunstable since October, but the situation has barely improved. 
Kelvin Allen has contacted this programme, saying the problem's been going on for so long he doesn't know what else to do. I just can't sleep, it's just getting beyond a joke now really. So I have to be at work really early in the morning and these lot are out here till two in the morning sometimes, probably later, playing very, very loud music and wheels spinning and obviously the motorbikes, the noise they make is like ear piercing. Police in Buckinghamshire are investigating the unexplained death of a 17-year-old boy. Toby Fairclough suffered what police say was a medical condition in playing fields in North Marsden on Saturday lunchtime. He was taken to hospital but died. A second 17-year-old boy from Buckingham has been arrested on suspicion of supplying a controlled drug and released on police bail. Figures obtained by the BBC show more than half a million gas and electricity customers were forced to have prepayment meters installed in their homes. The energy regulator Ofgem has launched an investigation. Brian Jackson from British Gas says they always try other options first. When we go through a warrant process, it's after we've exhausted all of those other avenues to try and provide support that really helps keep customers on track. And there's a huge amount that we can do in terms of energy efficiency, but also through the British Gas Energy Trust, where we are able to provide grant support to customers through paying off energy arrears. A ban on exclusive contracts in zero hours comes into force today. Employers can no longer prevent staff on this type of agreement from also being able to work elsewhere. David Cameron's held talks with the European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker at the start of a round of intensive diplomacy aimed at renegotiating Britain's membership of the EU. He's due to visit several European capitals later this week to try to win support for his plans. A man's been jailed for more than nine years for starting fires in High Wycombe. 29-year-old Richard Thomas pleaded guilty to two counts of arson. More from Louise Parry. Late one evening in February, Thomas opened the window of a flat in West Wickham Road and set the curtains alight. The fire was put out, but the following day, Thomas returned and used the lighter to start another fire. Five men were evacuated and treated for minor burns and smoke inhalation. Thomas, who's from West Wickham Road, was sentenced to nine years and three months in prison. The budget airline Ryanair has just announced a huge increase in profits. In the year to the end of March, it made 867 million euros, around 613 million pounds, up 66% on the previous year. And in cricket, the Australian Trevor Bayliss has emerged as the favourite to replace Peter Moores as England coach. The England and Wales Cricket Board are expected to make an announcement in the next 24 hours. The weather, dry today with a mix of cloud and pleasant sunny spells with a high of 18 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. OK, this is how we phrase it. Imaginative punishments. Imaginative punishments. But what we basically mean are cruel and unusual ones. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Brian's on the line. Morning, Brian. Morning, Ian. You got Morning, Ian. imaginative punishments for us? Yes, yes. It was uh, my father. It was pre-Second World War. Uh, when I was at school, he was wearing they, were, they had to wear shorts. Anyone naughty, they had to uh, kneel down on dried peas. On, on what did you say? Dried peas. Dried peas? Yeah. How long did they have to kneel down for? 
But it, but it was. Uh, that's gonna, that's gonna be. Uh, that's gonna smart the old kneecaps. <laughs> just a little bit. Flipping yeah. it. Do you know what? I don't think you should hit children. I, I really don't think you should hit children. But mental uh, and emotional torture is is perfectly acceptable in my book. Yeah. Brian, yeah. thank you very much. It's not the best line. I'm j- guys. Before the before you go to the Ofcom, a I know the rules better than you, so save your time. And B, uh, you know, really, uh, any Texas? Yeah. Yay. And I've got them up. What the listeners? Well, Are they they're not seeing you. The Texas. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Severe. Severe. Cruel and unusual. An off-road biker came out of a property doing a wheelie down a major road in front of fast-moving traffic, says Patton Houghton Regis. I gave a description to the police call centre and all she said is, where is he now? I gave her an address that the police could give a visit to, but she didn't seem interested. Talk to me as if it was a, a new problem. I don't uh, get it. Brick wall springs to mind. I don't get it. Pat's not very happy with police Oh, response. it's not a joke, because the way you said the first... Do the first line again. An off-road biker came out of a property doing a wheelie down a major road. I leant forward. I'm in. I'm ready. Where's this going? Well, it's I... taken us to the heart of the action. But it's a, it's a new it's story. A thing, to... well, yeah. We'll be talking about the bikes in a second with uh, with uh, with our guest in a second. And we've also had uh, a text through from Carl, who's listening to another uh, local radio station. Good morning, Carl, although you can't hear us. Well, he, he can now, I think, probably. Oh. He says, how soon after your alarm goes off can you be out the door? That's their phone in this morning. Thankfully, I'll be in Hertfordshire in ten minutes, says hey, Carl. No, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Right. We knock the other BBC local radio stations for. I didn't let's say be it was honest, a BBC one. It probably is. For let, let's be honest, we knock them for being well, not as good as us. Um, but that is actually genius. That is genius. Give us it again. What's How the... soon after your alarm goes off can you be out the door? Um, yesterday, I. Um, I could be out straight away. I'd be in a, in a state, but I could be out. Yesterday, I was out in after the alarm. Um, six minutes. Wow. And I was wearing the same clothes that I wore the night before. And you hadn't had a wash, I Had, noticed. Hadn't had a wash. Uh, fed the cat, was out. Boom, six minutes. Mm-hmm. So that's not... If anyone can beat six... I like to take my time and prepare my work surface. Do you mean... Mm. Oh, dear goodness gracious me, there's an image. Call 08459 455 555. Right. BBC Three Counties Radio. Over! Bank holiday weekend, off-road bikers returned with a vengeance. I think I've got that film on DVD somewhere. To Dunstable, keeping residents awake at night. And uh, that's not the only thing. Young men have taken to drag racing behind the Grove Theatre. This seems to go on and on and on. Well, uh, we found out about this through Kelvin Allen, who joins me now. Morning, Kelvin. Oh, good morning. Uh, And you, you, why did you contact us instead of the authorities? Well, we've, I'd say me and my partner have already been calling the sort of um, authorities for probably over a year now, and it's probably at least 100 calls, probably more, and also neighbours and that have been, and one person has actually moved out because he just couldn't sleep with his kids and that in that Okay, house, so, so tell us, without obviously, you know, don't give us the, the full postcode and address, but where oh, no, are no. you and where, where do these off-road bikers go? How close are they? Well, yeah, well, the bikers are all riding behind the sort of Grove Theatre and that in school. There's like a sort of car park with a sort of, um, sort of astroturf, and there's a brand new skate park there as well, and obviously yeah. the flats and that that sort of what the issues are coming from are literally just behind it, probably about a couple of hundred metres away at the worst. And how so, regular is this noise? Poor, at least every other night. Near enough all week, to be honest, most of the time. It's an odd night we get off. Like, last night they sort of left about half eleven, so that was quite nice of them. Oh, half eleven is a good, is a good night, is it? <laughs> yeah, it what, is. What, what, what good, time yeah. does it, could it go on to? Uh, we've had it up to about half past two before. 
Flipping heck. Yeah, it's not nice. And any idea how many of them are doing it? Um, well, there's three or four regular cars, and there's at least three bikes that are down there regularly, and there's also sort of a lot joining them on and off. So, yeah, on some nights, there's probably up to sort of 15 cars down there and four or five bikes, so... I'm assuming uh, that uh, uh, you've not gone down there and had a word with them. Uh, we did the other night, but they all just drove off. Did you? Did you go down? Because I would have been we, terrified. Oh, luckily, one of the neighbours wanted to come out with me because he was nearly in tears because, obviously, his kid was trying to sleep. Oh. So out, but they just drove off. Um, politely waving at us. Oh, they were giving <laughs> you the finger that. and stuff, were they? Yeah, that's the And one, they wouldn't, yeah. they, 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 you didn't even get a chance to say, look, guys, come on, you know, be reasonable. Well, that's all I wanted to do, but no, no, they're not interested, really. And to be honest, the one or two we have spoke to in the past, they've just sort of come up with every excuse possible, really, and they just just ignore us, I think. What excuses have they come up with? What have they, what have they said to justify this uh, kind of selfish behaviour? I really don't want to say to be honest, because one of them was using a family death as an excuse to be... Bit, oh. Like letting off, yeah, and I just I don't agree with stuff like that. So I just sort of blimey. That, really. Well, that's so, um, it's an unusual yeah, way to grieve, but, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, I just I thought honestly. But, uh, yeah, you you say that you, you and your partner have made a hundred calls to the police. Uh, at least, yeah. I mean, she's got about seventy odd red like sort of logs, but she's given up logging it now because it's just day in day out calling, and they're just sort of palming it off really, just sort of say, well, they're not causing much nuisance and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> have you? Okay, so they don't they don't come out at all and have a look. No, well, we've seen one police car there recently. But yeah. He just had a quick chat in the car park with a couple of lads playing football, which weren't doing any harm. And in the meantime, everyone else was racing around behind him, and then they just left. So I'm a bit baffled. I mean, I must admit, though, a few weeks ago, it did calm down for a few days. After, there were some police on motocross bikes that turned up, and they did actually quiet it down for sort of maybe a week. So that was at least sort of, sort of eight to ten weeks ago, and it's just getting worse and worse since. So, Have you spoken to the council about it, like environmental health or something? Oh, well, and that's why I contacted yourselves, really. I did just... We are getting to the point, just didn't know where else to go, to be honest. I never even thought that. Well, look, may I, let me make that as a suggestion, Kelvin. The, the, the Council Environmental Health, just just even... I mean, this is what, what are they going to do? Possibly nothing. But at least it's logged with them, because quite often we get councillors on to talk about stuff and they say, well, no-one's complained to us about it. So that maybe that's something you could do in the next day or two, is just give them a call oh, and definitely. say, I just want to register... I, I, want to, I, I want to register a complaint. Um... It's so frustrating, isn't it? Uh, uh, you know, and I, I, thanks partly to people coming onto our, our show before to talk about this in House and Regis, the police got off their backside and they went and um, they've done a couple of spontaneous, uh, unannounced um, raids. But um, yeah. you must be really disappointed with the police because they, they're not fighting your corner, are they? Well, no, it's just, it's just nothing seems to be done. And like I said, and there's a lot of children down there, which is not really the main concern, you know what I mean? Because I said, obviously, sleep's a big issue. But there's just a lot of children there with a the skate park there. And obviously, at weekends, the Grove Theatre has a lot of stuff on. Yeah. There's a lot of old people and families. Things they don't seem to care whether there's, like, a full car park or it's empty. I mean, even when it's full, they're, like, zigzagging between the sort of people trying to get in and out and stuff. It's... Scares that, I mean, to be honest. No, I bet, I bet. And, you know, I've, as a dad of two young kids, if I saw something like that going on near me, I'd, I'd be terrified and furious in equal measure. What would you like to see done, Kelvin? What would be your ideal solution to this? Well, it just needs to stop, really. I mean, you just can't drive like that. It's just not on. So, I mean, I've not got a problem with the kids coming down to have a little sit early evening and have a chat and a little bit of music, as long as it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Because obviously kids have got to be kids and they need somewhere they can sit and talk, but... 
I mean, they're just abusing the privilege, really, at the moment. It's just not on. All right, well, listen, if anybody else uh, can tell us about this as well, this is this is round near the Grove Theatre in Dunstable, 08459 455 555. Kevin, do me a favour, give the council a call in the next day or two. Oh, really, Thank I you. would I would suggest environmental health is the department you want to go through to, but 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 just, you know, make your, just make that complaint known so it's registered with them. Brilliant, yeah. Um, and um, let us know if anything changes, and, 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 and we'll let you know what we hear from this end. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for taking my call. Nice one, mate. Thank you for getting in touch. Somebody's listening. Well, we we are, Kelvin, and you know we'll we'll pursue this. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four. What a nice gentleman. I would be at my wits' end if I was him. (laughs) I'd be at my wits' end. Bless him. Well done. Thank you, Kelvin. And and likewise, if uh, you've got a story or something is going on, and you feel that the police or the council or aren't listening, give us a call, 08459 455 555, or you can send me an email, ian, I-A-I-N, dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk, and uh, we'll look into it. If it's not right for this show, uh, we'll forward it on to another show. I quite often get stuff that doesn't sit comfortably here, but um, we'll sit with better with Nick Coffer or Roberto or somebody like that. So, uh, you know, get in touch and we'll forward it. Or JVS, I forward stuff on to JVS. Mm. Um, he was a nice lad, wasn't he? Yeah, really nice. He told me to be good as easy put the phone down. Yeah, well, he's what hurt. he know? He's hurt. He did. <laughs> he saw you coming into work on an off-road bike. <laughs> he knows you're one of them. Poor bloke. Poor bloke. Yeah, well, awful. Well, uh, you know, well, d- d- there we go. there we go. Uh, any more taxes? Uh, I've had a t- I've had a t- <laughs> I've had a tweet through here from John Pace saying Morning, John. He, he had a teacher at school who made you write essays in detention on subjects such as the love life of a balloon. Oh, gosh, dear, yeah. Uh, and David Hemmel says uh, I'd spread tax on the bikers' road. He means um, like um, nails. Yeah. We would, pins, we'd call them in. He's watched too many episodes of Penelope Pitstop. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. You're sir. still breathing. Oh, uh, listen to me, young fella. You sound very weak, though. Not long to no, go. No, no, no. Listen, already, and now already, the end is near. Already I've started getting uh, birthday presents. Well, when's your birthday, mate? On Friday, but uh, last, ages, like, last got... Friday, the kids from across the school, across the road, knocked on the door with the headmistress. And present me with a cake and a hand-drawn card, which to me was worth said... better than any ten-pound card. Really? Well, that's Lovely nice. Kids, absolutely super kids, they are. You didn't eat the cake, did you? I've eaten some of Never it, yeah. eat a cake from a listener or from a kid. Yes, it does. Never. It was very nice. My boys make food. Yes. Never eat it. I pretend to eat it. No. Never eat it because I know that my youngest yeah. won't let go of his willy. Well, I'm sorry about that, but these were. It's true, Alice. You wait. To, if you have kids and you have boys, honestly, the youngest. And yeah, we had it with the eldest, and he stopped. And now the youngest is doing it. He was. He was sat there in 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 the moomins. I said, "Come on, son. I know it's a dark cinema, but please, <laughs> let go of that." Wasn't that good? Which a film? part was it? It was his willy. No, I mean of the Moomin film. Oh, it was all the way through. I mean, it was all the way through. Dennis. Yes. Also. Yes. About the bikes off road. Here we go. I heard you were saying you were packing up ready to come to Dunstable. Well... Well, where we think you're going to be, there's already off-roaders sc- scooting around. How do you think I'm going to get to work? I don't know. Thanks for calling. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M25, there are queues now anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 14 for Heathrow. And further afield, clockwise, there's a breakdown at Junction 30 for Lakeside at, junction, at the turning for the A13, so there's a rolling roadblock there at the moment. In Borehamwood on the A1, there are queues southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. And in High Wycombe on Eastern Street, there's resurfacing work going on near there at the High Street, so that could cause some delays. Also looking at the speed sensors in Milton Keynes at the Kingston Roundabout, that could cause some delays with the roadworks there, but it's not looking too bad at the moment. And no reports of any delays on the train departure boards. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. We're celebrating, how can we phrase this so as not to cause offence? Imaginative punishments you may have received. 08459 455 555. Right now, though, it's quarter past seven. These are your headlines. A Dunstable man has told BBC Three Counties Radio he feels ignored over complaints about nuisance off-road bikes. The unexplained death of a 17-year-old boy in Buckinghamshire has sparked a police investigation and an investigation has been launched into the number of people forced to have prepaid gas and electricity metres in their homes. Three Counties Radio. FA Cup final day on the BBC. Delft has got space into the back of the Get carried away one last time. Into the area, beats two men, beats a third, scores for Arsenal! The FA Cup final, Arsenal versus Aston Villa. That was a brilliant play from Aston Villa. That is quality from Arsenal! Kicking off on Saturday at 5.30, with coverage throughout the day on BBC One and across the BBC. So, uh, at the weekend, uh, Matt Lockwood went to... It was a really big day for gays, wasn't it? Saturday was a big day for gays. Well, and lovers of Europop. It's no, not no, exclusively a homosexual no, activity. No, Saturday was officially the gayest day ever. Oh, because of Ireland. Ireland voting that they can get married. Right. Gay pride in Birmingham and Eurovision. Well, it was a gay day. Triple whammy. Well, Matt Lockwood went to um, uh, a local singer-songwriter's house to talk about Eurovision and to watch the Eurovision happening live on the television. Matt, what was it like? Matt? <laughs> is Matt there? No, he's not here. He's not... Where is Matt? He's, he's, he says here, 717, Locker's in studio. Who set up that guest? Matt, Matt Lockwood! <laughs> we have a screen in front of me, OK, and it tells me what's coming up, and there's a little bit of script, and it tells me who set it up, right? Let's round It says, Locks. Locker's in studio, set up by... Matt Lockers. Here. Oh! Here, here we go. I'm here. I'm here. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> are we on air, are we? <laughs> How are you? Are you all right? <laughs> Look at his face. You're in shock. Well, I was in shock when I went to the Eurovision party. Four hours of mayhem. Beautiful vibes, though. Really enjoyed it. After all the introductions, it was uh, the party got started. I saw Jan. She'd travelled from from her was it Amersham, I think it was Amersham, yeah. Then there was Mary, who sang in a fish and chip shop. Fried, fried, fried potatoes. And then um, I had a uh, what a back massage, which was very very nice. Raymond was particularly concerned about my spasm, and that was lower. Lower, lower, lower. Ooh, really got to the spot I did then. Sort of the face then as well. <laughs> 
And then there was a lovely spread as well that Sheila, Raymond's partner, had made. There was coleslaw, potato salad, there was grapes, orange segments. Um, I did say, uh, is there any white wine, Sheila? And she said, no. I went, oh. So is there any beer, Sheila? She says, no. I went, oh. And then Raymond showed me his pictures and uh, showed me where I was seating, sitting. Lots of chairs, big TV. Yeah. Right. Uh, th th this is a piece I did with uh, Mary and Leslie after a few glasses of wine and we were critiquing the songs. Have a listen to this. So Mary, you, you, you compare the Swedish entry to a migraine. Oh, yeah, because it's a lot of flashing images. And it, but it's good. I mean, but I wonder about the electricity bills. That's what I worry about. I worry about the electricity bills in this place. Do you want to do Graham Norton's job for him? <laughs> I can arrange that. I mean, I work for the BBC. I'll have a word with Graham. And next year, Mary can do Graham Norton's job. I mean, I would pay, I would pay to watch that. I'd pay a subscription <laughs> to the BBC for that. So, yeah, I thought that's the best song so far. It was no, very straightforward, catchy. No, what it is, is unfortunately for Sweden, nothing measures up to ABBA. And fr frankly, it's just nothing to me. So you two are discussing the Austrian song now. What's your thoughts on the Austrian Why song? I a person looking like that in Austria. It looks a bit like uh, Conchita, doesn't he? I only found out today that Conchita is a man. We've been wondering all the week whether it's a man or a woman, and in the Daily Mail today it said his mother knows him as Tom somebody. I thought, oh, he is a man then. I thought that beard. I wasn't was sure if he was a man or a woman, was I was a bit confused. The body and the arms look like a woman, and the voice sounds like a woman. Can you, can you have your voice broke and then have your voice unbroken again, can you? Well, so this is a Greece song. Too shouty, too shouty. It doesn't sound like Greece, does it? And too much cleavage on show. No, no, no. Take on the Latvian entry, Mary. Well, I don't think the scenario would be good if she stepped forward. She's going to fall off the plinth she's standing on. What about the song, Mary? What about the song? No. no. So we're now on Azerbaijan. Leslie, what have you just said about this song? No, you've got to say it. You said that Graham Norton would be drooling. Is that a quote? Are you going to deny that? No, she's not, going to, like not going to deny that. I don't like Graham Norton with his beard. Has he got a beard at the moment tonight? I don't like it at all. Not a grey one when you're only, what, in his 50s or whatever he is. Makes him look like an old man. I don't like it. What about the dancers, Mary? You haven't quoted about the dancers. What do you, what do you think of them? Oh, they're all scrabbling about on the floor. But they're men in peculiar bottom stuff, aren't they? But I think what they're supposed to represent are wolves, because it's oh, the cry they? of the wolf. Oh. So he's making the cry oh. with that awful voice, and, the and they are the wolves. Oh, see. Oh, I didn't concentrate, did I? <laughs> oh dear. You spent the whole oh. night there. Mary made the night, and so did Leslie. And this is the noise that um, you, you. This is you and Mary earlier on. Lower, lower, lower. Ooh. And then, as you say goodbye. Uh. Yeah.
So um, Raymond wanted us to score the songs yeah. based on, because you heard there, didn't you, performance, yes. which was kind of how they sung it, the scenario, so was the a lovely lady in the background, yeah. was a visual, a visual display, and the actual song, what we thought of the song. But there was confusion about the marking system, which I need to clear up with Raymond later on. Were we marking each category out of 10, or was the whole thing 10? But anyway, towards the end it got political, and when Australia... Well, they sung, didn't they? I, I scored them way, way down. But then Raymond says we shouldn't let politics influence our decision-making. But, you, you know, you, you it's shouldn't. Eurovision. No, exactly. That's what it's happens. A, it's a song contest. Coleslaw, what? grapes. She said, no. Stop I, it. Mm. And then, when Ireland gave us two points, we can't even rely on Ireland for any points. They gave us two points, mate. Out well, of, two points. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing because it's out of 12 points. If Ireland are dissing us, giving up on us, then it's the end of it. Ireland I think we should just pull out of this thing now and forget about it. It's pure nonsense. I mean, building well, bridges. Got... Building bridges. What? Didn't build any bridges on uh, Saturday that... night, did we? Was that, was that the name of the song? Th that was the, hot, the theme of the contest, building bridges. Okay. I... Uh, listen, Raymond Marks is coming on in a minute. He is, hour. and we're going to have this out. Well, no, okay. Here's my plan, okay? Mm -hmm. I love the BBC. I think uh, I would say 80%, 85% of it is brilliant, 15% of it is guff, right? I would agree. And one of the the, the guff things is the mm. fact that the B, some suit in a, the BBC, mm -hmm. who's never made a television programme, yep, never yep. made a radio programme, yep. never written a song, yep. never produced anything, yep. makes the decision, hasn't got the balls to come out and say, I'm the guy that chose the Eurovision mm. song. Faceless, nameless suit. Right. I mean, it didn't work on the night, did it? Didn't, it didn't work. No, because so, the whole thing now is it's a spectacle, it's an arena, right. and we, it just felt like they were singing right. to themselves. The thing is, we are the BBC, right? We're going to sort this out. We can... Will you shut... Will you shut Sorry, up? Sorry, Ian, carry on. I'm a bit... Yeah. I know, just stop it, mate. <clears throat> I'm going to not look at you. Well, no, don't. That's just weird. No, because, you know, they, I don't know what well, you're talking. Well, now he turned his back. He's turned his back to me. That's just weird. Well, but it's lockers. Here's what we're going to do. Right. When is the next Eurovision? In a year. Right, OK. We've got a year. We are going to start a campaign starting today to get Raymond Marks as the official entry for next year's Eurovision. And this is genuine. Lockers, could you send him an email? Yes. Just to keep me out of the... Emails. Can you send him an email asking him for a copy of Stranger No Danger? Because I think the people need to hear it. Or we, or yeah, we'll get. Let's get Stranger No Danger. But also, we get him to write a brand new song. Right? Mm. This is genuinely my plan. Okay, we've got a year to do this. We get him and we follow the because Raymond's too good to to waste. Right? Mm -hmm. When you say we follow, lockers, lockers. Can, can this follow. is your project. Okay, this this is your Gillard. Is it really? This okay. is your local right. radio award, right. okay? This is the kind of rubbish they love. Um, well, if you lip sync to it, then yeah. definitely. You are going to follow him over the next year from the creation of a new song to us petitioning the BBC. Mm -hmm. We'll go down to Broadcasting House. I'll come with yeah, his yeah, Broadcasting yeah, yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll go down there. We will deliver. We're going to do we'll this. We'll knock on the door. We're going to knock on the door. We right? will knock on NBH, those suits, yep. get them to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. We'll chain ourselves to the door. We're not going to do that. Well, I am. OK. They've got guns, the the commissioners at uh, 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 MBH, New Broadcasting House. I've got guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, 08459-455-555. Are you with us or are you a Guinness, dear listener? Sort this out. First things first, let's just give him a sample. Stranger, no danger. Send him an email. He'll okay. be up. 
Uh, he will be up, yeah. And that's yeah, your yeah. cue to leave. Is it really? Goodbye, lockers. I'll see you in an hour. Goodbye. Do you want any more coffee or tea? Yes. yes. Yeah, here we and go. And you say an hour, I mean, 50 minutes. 50 minutes. OK, bye-bye. Oh, yeah, 50 minutes. OK. Precise, lockers. Let's finish this coffee quick for you. You know we had um, the the marvellous gentleman. Was he? Where was he from? The, the the Steve, the guy we had on last week, who blew our minds. Was saying, "Can I come back in a month to show you how much I've achieved?" Oh yeah, uh, he was a Luton Borough Council. Hang on a minute, lockers. Just a moment. I'm going to give you some specific instructions. The Luton. We'll give them the instructions and we'll talk about this. Go on. I'm decaf. Can't you tell? I'm all chilled out. So it's in my locker. You know where it is. You know what to do. So this guy thank from Luton Borough Council. No sugar, no thank you. Oh, flipping! This guy from Luton Borough Council. Yeah, came he was in. an officer Steve. as well. Steve, um, and he brought in the signs to stop the off-road biking. Wherever, where was that going to be? I can't remember. Anyway, he brought in the signs. He had signs to stop off-road biking, and I was saying, well, are you sure a sign is going to work? Mm. Have you seen what Louise Hartley has just I've, tweeted? I've us? retweeted it. Yes. It's a shot of one of those signs. <laughs> And what's being ridden behind it? An off-road boat. I mean, <laughs> Louise, thank you. I tell you what, we'll do. I t this is I'm, I'm busting with ideas today. We will do that. We'll do that Raymond Marks thing. I that's think it'll be that's a year is going to be great, and we'll put it all together and be a nice Christmas show one day as well. Anyway, um, if you've seen these crackdown on nuisance motorbikes signs. Um, could you take a picture of where they are, please? If there is a motorbike or a quad bike in the background, you get double points. Mm -hmm. Let's have a nice... Uh, I hope this works. He was such a nice bloke. I hope this works. Let's get a, a, a rogues gallery of these signs and the effect or lack of that they are having. And you can be a bike buster. That sounded a bit Nicky Campbell for me, mate. I know. I've been practising. OK, well done. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. And further afield on the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed at Junction 16 for Daventry to 15A for Toaster at the Northampton services because of vehicles broken down. In Mill Hill on the A1 Watford Way, it's slow from the apex corner towards the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. And in Hatfield on the Great North Road, the road works at Southway, making it look a little bit slow on the speed sensors. No reports of any major delays showing up, though, on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff being... BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Jane Killick. A man says his partner has made over 100 calls to the police about nuisance off-road bikes and car racing in Dunstable since October. Kelvin Allen contacted this programme because the situation has hardly improved. Police in Buckinghamshire are investigating the unexplained death of a 17-year-old boy. Toby Fairclough suffered what police say was a medical condition in playing fields in North Marsden on Saturday lunchtime. Figures obtained by the BBC show more than half a million gas and electricity customers were forced to have prepayment meters installed in their homes. The energy regulator Ofgem has launched an investigation. The weather dry with some pleasant sunny periods. On to sport and England's cricketers won the first test against New Zealand by 124 runs at Lords. They bowled out the Black Caps for 220 runs in their second innings with 9.3 overs left on the final day. In football, Norwich City are back in the Premier League after a one-year absence. They beat Middlesbrough 2-0 in the Championship playoff final at Wembley. 
Wickham Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth says they will bounce back from Saturday's League Two playoff defeat to Southend. The Chairboys lost 7-6 on penalties after drawing one all after extra time. Here's manager Gareth Ainsworth. You know, it's, uh, it's tough. Uh, one team has to lose and it's a cruel way to do it, but we'll be back and uh, we've got a taste for this now. Don't worry, we'll be, we'll be champing at the bit come, uh, come August the 8th and we're ready to go again. Watford haven't commented on reports they're talking to Kike Sanchez-Flores about the head coach's job. They're said to have approached the former Atletico Madrid coach as talks with the current boss, Slavisa Jokanovic, reportedly hit an impasse. John Mooney of Watford Podcast from the Rookery End says the fans have faith in the owners. They know that they need to do things quickly because by the end of June, when the players start coming back, then they need their man in place. They need that sort of... That not, you know, we don't want to have that delay because we need to be ready for the first game of the, of the Premier League, not the fifth game or the tenth game. So they are going to make the decision um, that's right for the football club. And Derby County are looking for a new manager after sacking Steve McLaren. Derby were top of the championship at the beginning of March but faded away and missed out on the playoffs. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at eight. <laughs> sailing ship. There were 40 boys and girls. They would sail their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down. The waves were big as mountains. They felt they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats, rolled away from the wreck. They didn't count them. They hadn't time. Five children A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands Call 08459 BBC Three Counties Radio. No more uh, Littlest Hobo. In fact, if you, uh, we've deleted it from the computer system, uh, and that's down to a caller, Mark, I think it was, wasn't it? Who was, uh, yes. When has it gone? It's gone. He was concerned about the hobo and about uh, our use of it, so we responded to those concerns as only the BBC can. And, and I... also, I've seen smaller hobos than that. Yeah. Um... Uh, what are we talking about? Unusual punishments. There's a, there's a story in the, one of the papers how a teacher in Turkey, um, there was a naughty kid, so he, he grabbed him by the head and, and cleaned his whiteboard with, uh, the, child's with, with the child's head. I mean, don't see a problem with that. I had a teacher. We uh, Once I, uh, we, we hung uh, condoms on the, off of his exhaust pipe and we hung one from the door frame. And it, it hit his head, and everyone's laughing and, and stuff. Uh, it was obviously it was me, and um, 
Uh, he made me sit out in the canteen with graph paper and put a tiny cross in every little square. Uh, it's insane, yes. but wonderful. Yep. And of course, I told you about my dad's finger of shame. Yep. Uh, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five eight one triple three. Start your text three CR. Have we got any texts? Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Lockwood talks sense re Eurovision. Says Dave from Hartford. That Matt Lockwood rant there was like um, it was like uh, Alan Bennett, uh, it was yeah. Alan Bennett. He was Thora Heard, and it had been written by Alan Bennett. Mm. Well, I, I said, say, "Have you got any white wine?" She said, "No." I said, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I this story fascinates me. Which one? The biker that hit the the little girl. Right, go on. Because you may, you probably saw this it was on the papers last week. Um, a callous, cold, heartless cyclist dragged a, a, a toddler. What was she? Two. Yeah. Um, along all the side 12, of her face. 12 feet along the pavement. Yeah. Okay. Now. Now. Um, I saw the video. I watched the video of it because not everyone watched the video of it. it. Wasn't 12 feet. It was horrible. Yeah. He shouldn't have been on the pavement. Did he stop? Um, I think he... Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't, the story, I believe, was he stopped, he said something, and then he rode off. Right. Right? Um, it was horrible, OK? And, it, it, of course, it shouldn't have happened. But now it says here, Biker in Child Hit Run says life is ruined. The family of the cyclist who hit a toddler and dragged her along a pavement claims his life has been destroyed. Andrew Holland, 23, said footage which shows him colliding into three-year-old Lucy Wilding has led to verbal attacks and threats. It was an accident, right? It was his fault. It was on the pavement. It was an accident. And it was nasty. It was nasty. Right. Um, I feel sorry for the cyclist. I feel really sorry for this cyclist. It, uh, first of all, if you hit a kid, it's going to be really upsetting. Again, I'm not detracting from the fact it was his fault. Okay. She ran out. It was on the pavement. It's going to be it, a. That's an upsetting thing. He probably rode off because he was terrified. Mm -hmm. I would imagine. I'm making that up. But also, his uh, the son were hunting him. He's been in every newspaper. We know his name. We've all seen the picture of him. He's they been were, all over Twitter. He's been followed. He's been on Twitter. Every radio station uh, has done a phone in on. Does this give a bad image to cyclists? Mm -hmm. What would you do to this man? What should happen to this man? Uh, you know, he has become a national pariah. He's been named and shamed. Um, I bet his life has been... And we're all supposed to go, oh, idiot. Well, he's so good, good, I'm glad his life's ruined. No, I'm not. I bet his life has been ruined. He's, he's 23. He's a kid, right? Um, and I bet his life has been ruined. Y you know, it, 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 we all know what he looks like. Imagine him turning up for a job... Hey, you're that idiot that knocked down that girl. Get out. Mm -hmm. You know, the abuse he must be getting. Who's your new boyfriend? Oh, he's the idiot that knocked down that girl. It's not going to happen, is it? Um, the, he said he had apologised in an email to the family and twice gone to the police after Lucy was taken to hospital with cuts. Mum, Lauren Howarth, 26, at the time he started swearing, the next thing we knew he'd gone and we'd not heard from him since. His mum, Linda, said, Dad, George, 64, was passing and picked him up. She said he owned up straight away. So there's a difference of opinion there. Thank you, man. There's a difference of opinion there. I feel really sorry for the so bloke. Kid, Let... kid does stupid thing. It has a horrible consequence. Yeah. Let them sort it out. Am I, am I the only one feeling sorry for this cyclist? If I've got this completely wrong, could you set me straight? Oh, eight, four, see, we're doing a phone-in on him now. Oh, eight, four, five, well. nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let the family sort this out. If it goes to the police, let the police sort this out. If it doesn't, well, lesson learned, everybody. The little girl's alive and she's OK. That's the main thing. There was another one yesterday. The woman who apparently nicked the kid's shirt while at the uh, football match. Oh, she her picture's everywhere well, now, isn't it? Now this is this is on the same page. This is interesting. This, by the way, have I got this wrong about the cyclist? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Footy mad lad eight. Now I would say this is different. 
Footy mad lad. Let's set the story, then we'll, we'll discuss it. Footy mad lad eight loses out on strikers top in ugly tug of war. A football loving youngster who thought he'd bagged a Wembley goal scorer shirt was in bits after it was torn from his grasp. And supporters were up in arms when the top appeared to be on sale online for 1,500 quid hours later. Ted Dockery, eight, was thrilled when he caught the shirt thrown into the crowd by Preston North End's Jermaine Beckford. Uh, as he sat down, he peeled his white top off, top off and threw it towards a group of youngsters. Video footage shows Ted appearing to catch it. Moments later, he struggles with a woman dressed in pink. As stewards looked on, she's helped by a companion, a man in a grey tracksuit, track who pulls the shirt from Ted's grasp and hands it to her. She insisted the lad was the son of friends and said, people have made me out to be an idiot, I'll be speaking to the family, I know them, they're friends. She added, my side of the story will soon come out. Ted's aunt said Ted was clearly the last one to have his hands on the show. Now, this is different. This is different because, it. I mean, I, 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 again, I've seen some of the pictures, but I've not seen if the kid grabs it definitely mm -hmm. and then a, a moment later she goes to take it. Because if she has, that's wrong. Because that is stealing from a little kiddie, isn't it? But... Yes? The principle is the same, isn't it? We're all acting as judge and jury and we're... I mean, I saw uh, Kay Burley, for instance, yesterday mm. tweeting with the hashtag shame on her. Right, oh, Kay Burley. Kay Burley, who takes great pride in telling people on live television their relatives have, have died. On live television, that woman says that. She's got no shame. But Kay just, Burley. Ay, ay, ay. It's just the fact we all kind of weighed in on situations. Yeah. Kay Burley shaming people, is yeah. she blimey? Well, Kay, why, I tell you what, why don't you go and find some people who don't know that their family have died and tell them on live television? Because she does that. 08459 455 555 is uh, the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can text 81333, start your text 3CR. I, feel, I do feel sorry for the, the, the lad on the bike. I just get very uncomfortable when people start wading in. I've and you're flashing uh, people's pictures around. Yep, I know what you mean. Oh, he, he enough to make a horrible cup of coffee, Lockers. I'll flash his picture around. Any Texas? Uh, we've got one here. Hang go on, on a second. Go on, go on, go on. Go on. From Tony. Uh, Ian, is the littlest hobo stranded on the Lost Island? I miss him. Mass, Matt Lockers talks absolute bovine manure. He puts me in a trance every time he talks. No. I nearly nod off. No, <gasps> can you please ring a bell or blow a horn once he's finished so I can be awoken from hey, the trance? Speaking, Love, Tony. Speaking of blowing horns, yeah. someone's had a tattoo done on their bum. I um, was at a do the other night, uh, John Ronson, and this w w woman and I got talking. We found, we found out we had something in common. You both got tattoos. And she said, oh, have a look at my tattoo. I'm, I'm, I said, all right, then. And she, it was on her bum. She pulled her trousers down. She had a, um, what do you call it? A, a bum, what do you call that? Is that a, th a, th a G-string? Yes. She had a G-string oh, on. Oh, gosh. Look at Alice's face. Yeah, this I know. Is in a, this is in a room with loads of people. This is in a small theatre, yeah. Right. In front of about 250 people. What was it you had in common? Underwear? Well, uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, well, it was just incredible. So what was the tattoo? Did you see it or did you just... Oh, I did, I did see it. It was, it, was, um, it, was, it was very upsetting. It was, I mean, what was it? I'll, I'll tell you off air. It was very oh. upsetting. Um, it wasn't but, your face, was it? No, 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 no. I've, I've, been, I've been to concerts when I was into Kiss. You go to concerts and you get drunk Scottish men sh showing me their tattoos of, of Kiss. They'd have, the fella had a tattoo of every member of Kiss. There have been about nine members of Kiss mm. over the years. He had a tattoo of every single one of them. Gosh, that's dedication, That's isn't it? not dedication. That's a mental illness. Isn't it? That's lunacy. You never thought of getting a monkey on your bum? Footy fan Neil Caborn, 39, had pal Simon Stevenson's first name, so Simon, tattooed on his bum after he bet Grimsby Town would get promoted. They didn't. Do you know what? You can do these, these 
bets and go, oh, actually, do you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to do it. Mm. I had a woman when I worked at Absolute Radio wanted to get my name tattooed on her bum. And I, I thought she was joking. Then she sent me a picture of, of her left cheek and she had another presenter's name on there oh. who I knew was about to get sacked. And um, I said, I, I, I forbade her from putting my name on her, but I forbade her from I don't doing think, it. I don't think you're allowed to, but she listened, did she? And then in The Sun, they've got another... If you go back a few pages, they've got... It's not connected, but they've got a list of, of people who've made promises, uh, who've said, if this such and such happens, then I'll do this. Mm-hmm. Never? Why would you... No, no, don't do that. George Osborne uh, was made to keep his promise to kiss campaign chief Linton Crosby. Oh, boys! Is Linton the boy? He's the Australian for, isn't he? I guess he's. He's the Australian for... Oh, boys! Just Google Gayness in the Tory party? No! Never! He is. He's the Australian guy that uh, advises David Cameron. If the Conservatives won a majority. Here are more famous faces who have made bets most lived to regret... Paddy Ashdown said he'd eat his hat, didn't he? Yeah, in the end, he ate a chocolate hat. That doesn't count. As I said this, um, um, uh, Werner Herzog, the um, I think he's German film director, said, if, if something happens, I'll eat my shoe. Something happened, and there's a brilliant... He made, he made a brilliant film about it, uh, of him eating a shoe in front of an audience, and it gets cooked, and, it gets, and he sits there and he eats the leather of the shoe, Goodness. and it's wonderful. Yeah, so Paddy Ashdown ate a chocolate hat. You f- I mean, I've, we've met Pat. We got kicked out of a room for Paddy Ashdown, mm. didn't we? Yeah. Big man, powerful I ask man. Him. I wouldn't ask him to eat a hat. I wouldn't dare. The thing is, he could eat a hat. Yeah. He could eat a hat. I've started collecting hats. You saw the hats I got yesterday. In a, we're in a field in Henley. I took the boys to Henley yesterday just because it, it was a nice cinema and it's a nice day. And we went and played cricket. It was really nice. We had a lovely day, actually. And just in the middle of the field, there was this stall selling stuff for... Um, Lifeboats, and it was mainly crockery mm-hmm. and some rubbish books. But as we were leaving, they had two straw boaters. I thought, oh, I know two heads that could do with two those. Two heads, and I said, How much are your hats? Thinking, Oh, they'll be like a five or each. She said, A oh, pound each. I went, Boom, I'll have them. Boys, come here. And so the boys are walking around Henley wearing straw boaters. Nice, fantastic. I'm a bit gutted because I did want one for myself. I do like a nice hat, and I'm going to start. And I did, I used to have a wonderful hat collection. Did you have a sailor's hat? Did, never got the sailor's hat, never oh, got the yeah. captain's hat. But I had um, one of those uh, hats, the shopkeeper from uh, uh, Mr. Bent, one of those kind of hats. I think oh, Fez? No, no, no. It was like soft and it had a tassel on it. Oh, yes. And, I, and it was my writing hat. Yes, like a smoking hat. Yeah, it? yeah, smoking hat. And it worked. The, the reason you have a thinking cap, thinking caps work because they, they put pressure on the head and it helps you think. It stimulates the brain. Really? Oh, oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Honestly, it's like if you get a headache, the best thing is to put pressure on your head because it it helps move the blood around and it it relieves pressure. The same thing if you're struggling to to think, a bit of pressure on the head. Thinking caps work. I think that's true. I may have just dreamt that. I don't know. Anyway, it worked for me. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. And it's busy now on the A40 Western Avenue towards uh, from the M40 at the Denham Roundabout towards the M25. That's looking really slow on the speed sensors. In Mill Hill on the A1 Waterford Way, that's busy southbound from the apex corner at the A41 towards the Broadway at Mill Hill Circus. And in East Hyde on London Road, the temporary traffic lights are causing some slight queues at Newlands Road. On the trains, Great Northern have delays through Gordon Hill because of a signal problems they might be cancelled at short notice Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy
7.47 or thereabouts. It's Tuesday, the 26th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Dunstable man has told this programme how he's frustrated about the lack of police action over nuisance off-road bikes. A 17-year-old boy has died in Buckinghamshire after taking what he believed was a recreational drug. And an investigation has been launched into the number of people forced to have prepaid gas and electricity meters in their homes. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, yes, we are looking at a better day, I think, today than we had yesterday. We've just got a bit more in the way of brightness to come through. A bit more sunshine. Temperatures do better. 18 Celsius is our high. We're dry with sunny spells. Don't be surprised to see a bit of uh, cloud bubbling up in the middle part of the afternoon, but it should melt away again to give us a fine evening with sunshine to end the day as well. Now, gardeners beware. Temperatures slipping well down into single figures overnight. We're looking at lows comfortably in our towns of 6 or 7 degrees, but it will be cold in our normal prone rural spots so uh, something to worry about gardeners tomorrow morning we start dry sunny but cool obviously and then we're looking at another dry day with some cloud around but some sunny spells and a top temperature of 16 degrees we get thicker cloud moving in in the afternoon because we've got a weather front moving towards us from the west it's pretty light and patchy by the time it gets to us but we'll introduce some rain through the evening and overnight into Thursday Uh, the temperatures then will stay up overnight into Thursday Uh, Thursday we'll have uh, quite a lot of dry and bright weather at times. It'll be breezy though, a fairly noticeable westerly wind and the risk of some showers and some heavy showers around for Friday uh, which could have some hail and thunder mixed in. The temperature's taking a bit of a knock on Friday at 13 or 14 Celsius but actually a lot of dry weather in the forecast uh, certainly for today, tomorrow and into Thursday too. Thank you very much. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. Uh, I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delia, I've got an interesting one for you, but which we'll go to in a second. But, yeah, yeah. story in the paper today, um, and I kind of... Um, Oh, let me find it and read it, because it's it's only tiny. Where, where was it? It's, not it's the... quite a remarkable story, when you consider it is yeah. the year 2015, to be fair. Well, it's Turkey, so it's still yeah. the year 1560 yeah. over there, I think. <laughs> uh, it's on page 23 of the sun. A teacher was filmed using a struggling pupil's head to clean his whiteboard in Ankara, Turkey. And there are many people saying he is an Ankara in Turkey for doing this. Um, it, I, 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 listen, if, if he was if he was serious head on for a second, guys, if he was struggling, then of course that's no way to, to deal with a, a young person who's struggling. Mm. But it's still brilliant, isn't it? It's genius. Well, well I, I would probably question why the head and not the tongue. Do, do you know what wow. I'm saying? No, we're still talking about the same story, yeah, Justin. Yeah, yeah, or we're talking yeah. about your weekend. No, no. <laughs> uh, the same story. I mean, obviously, if you've got somebody's head by a whiteboard, surely it will be better to use their tongue to get it off. No, Justin, don't be giving people ideas. I'm just saying. <laughs> the thing is, is, the thing is, though, because it, blackboard, yeah. Whiteboard, no, because that's that's pen, and it's it's just not it's not as effective, is it? Is it with the whiteboard? You need it needs to be, needs dry. be dry. It needs to be dry. Okay. Blackboard, it can be wet. 
Yeah. <laughs> White ball dry, black ball wet. Remember that, Justin, and you'll go far in life. Yeah. Uh, did you? You must have been getting in trouble all the time well, at school. When I was at school, we knew how to play it. I mean, obviously, when I was at school, I was, I was quite a bad lad. But but things had changed by then, so we knew as kids that we could practically get away with whatever well, we wanted. Really. Kids these days literally get away with murder in yeah, schools, yeah. don't they? Um, unbelievable. Makes you want to puke. Unbelievable. You've taken this to the streets, so we're calling it imaginative punishment <laughs> because yeah. maybe celebrate. Celebrating cruel and outdated punishments was was yep. a little bit harsh. Yep, yep. Um, I've taken this one to the streets. I mean, I, I would class all of these as cruel punishments because none of them have happened to me. Trust me, this morning you do not want the Gambia perspective <laughs> on the streets, okay? Because <laughs> if I was to play the Gambia perspective this morning, we wouldn't be here tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Um, some unbelievable stories there. So uh, here's what people had to. Say say this morning about cruel and unusual punishments. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Anything happened to you at school or in your childhood which was a cruel and unusual punishment for something that you'd done? I just stand outside the staff room for four months at breaks and dinner time for something I didn't do. <laughs> Come on, four months! Yeah, and I was put in the bottom stream of... Uh, Educations. I was in the top stream and they put me in the bottom stream for four months. What an unusual punishment. I can understand maybe a day, but four months. What were you accused of doing? Um, I was a prefect and uh, a gang of girls decided to throw another girl in the swim pool and I was meant to stop them. There was 12 of them and me, so I didn't. So I got uh, got punished. Oh, so, so you didn't stop them? So, so you were in the wrong? Uh, I'd have got thrown in if I'd have tried to swap, stop them and I can't swim. Gemma, you old potty mouth you. So when you were younger... You used to swear quite a bit. What was the punishment? Soap in the mouth. On the toothbrush. On the toothbrush. <laughs> um, did it make you stop? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, looking back now, <laughs> do, you, do you think it was a bit cruel? Or do you think, do you know what, I deserve that? Yeah, I did. I think, do you know what, you, yeah, I did deserve it. You shouldn't swear. What a waste of a good toothbrush. <laughs> Thank you very much. No worries. Um, at school, first of all, a teacher tied you to a chair. Yeah. What had you done wrong? Disrupts in the class, just messing about with the other lads. Okay. How long were you tied to the chair for? A couple of hours. How tight was the? Uh... Well, you couldn't, you couldn't get your leg, couldn't get your legs out. You know, like little wooden chairs. They tie your ankles around yeah. the two legs there and tie your hands behind your back to the little, the bottom bun at the back. They had two straps at the back of it. They tie your hands to that and tie your feet to the legs. Wow. I mean, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, that was in the sixties. They were allowed to do it then. Okay. And you've got another story about when you was in a care home. What happened there? They made me clean. Uh, stone lion about three o'clock in the morning with a toothbrush because I was messing about at night with, it, with one of the lads running around. I mean, looking back now, <clears> that's <throat> pretty brutal. Yeah, I wouldn't do it to my kids. <laughs> the stone lion one, yeah, problem? What's the problem well, with that? come on, it's not happened to me, that's cruel. He was messing around. He's got a toothbrush. Well, he's messing around in the, he was in the middle of the night. Yeah, get I, out there, do something. Keep him busy. Like, yeah. Private Benjamin, I saw that in Private Benjamin, the film. I never thought something like that actually happened in real life. Yeah, it's called Jankers. Have you heard about that? No. Yeah, punishments in the army or the forces. Yeah, yeah. So, horrible. So, and also the woman that, uh, well, you, the woman who, who was swearing, Catherine, she learnt the wrong lesson, hadn't she? Yeah. Um, the lesson is because I've had that lesson as well. Don't swear in front of your mum. That's the lesson. Don't swear in front of your mum. Or you get soap on a toothbrush. I didn't get a toothbrush. I had the well, bar of soap thrust onto my oh. teeth. None of this stuff has happened to me, guys. 
It can do. <laughs> if you play your cards right, Justin, yeah. it can do. After the programme. What was upstairs. the Gambian perspective? Uh, the Gambian perspective, um, very briefly, um, as a child, um, he disobeyed his parents oh, and uh, was taken into the local village there uh, where there was a crowd of people in a circle and uh, he was beaten with sticks for an hour. Good grief. That's the Gambian perspective. Now, there will be people listening going, yeah, fair play. They, they know exactly no, what they're doing no, over in that Gambia. No, there will there will be. Come on, there that are, is horrific. There will be people going, well, it happened to me. It never did me any harm. Uh, what, with a circle uh, of people watching and a bonfire as well? Well, you didn't mention the bonfire. You didn't mention the bonfire, well, The bonfire wasn't in the middle, but there was a bonfire there. This was a village of... What men. was the bonfire there for? Heat or illumination or, or, or torture? Just, just part of the vibe. I think it was just part of the vibe. Pretty if sure. kids did something wrong, they took them into the village, they got a big circle of people, and they used to beat them with sticks. I the used Gambian to get slapped. Perspective. I used to get slapped round the head when I was a kid never did me no harm. It's all those people, isn't it? Yeah. Justin. Yeah. Can you take this to the streets? The thing we were talking about earlier on. Did you see the story last week about the young lad on a bicycle who knocked down that three-year-old girl and uh, dragged her along the street? Mm. Um, big story. Pictures of it everywhere. The, fir- the first day it was out, I think maybe Tuesday or Wednesday last week, no one knew the guy's name. Who is this guy? The son said, find this man. Let's mm-hmm. find him. Well, they found him, and he's called Andrew Holland. He's 23. And the, the, I suggest you watch the footage before yep. you go out, because the footage is, is it's horrible, and he was an idiot for riding on the pavement. But it was an accident... And he's now been named and shamed. I mean, we're doing a phone-in about him. Every radio station last week was doing a phone-in. Does this bring cyclists into, into disrepute? What punishment should this man have? He's been shamed in the papers, OK? And it's... Yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for him. Really? I, I do feel sorry for him, yeah. He did something stupid. Yeah. Let the police sort it out. We don't need to drag him through the papers. I mean, I know we're, I'm kind of perpetuating it slightly, so there's, a, there's a, a contradiction there. But I feel sorry for the fella. I'll need to watch the footage, but, I mean, every... My perspective would be every single person in life, doesn't matter who you are, we all make mistakes. And we live in a society now where everything is filmed, so if you have done something, it's going to be picked up. If he's made a mistake and he's genuinely sorry about that, maybe we should kind of, you know, let it go. Have a look at the video, read the story, get a bit of background on the story and take it to the streets. Do people feel sorry for this guy? They'll know, most of them will know the story, I think, because it was really big news last week. Yep, leave it to me. Cheers, Justin. Thank you. Thank you, mate. He's good, Dealey. He's, He's good. good. Oh! I'm just watching that footage. Of what? Of uh, the lad plowing the kid down. Oh, have you not seen it? No. Yeah, it's horrible. It's good horrible. grief. Look at the dad that goes and jumps over. I know. I mean... You would, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course you would. Oh, of course you would. And you'd be furious. And you'd be right to be furious. Can I be picky and this is not blaming the parents at all? Yeah. I'd be holding a hand next to that road, wouldn't you? <sighs> Not between... No, not from the gate to the car. Gate to the car. It's gate to the car. It's, it's a wide pavement. It's gate to car. Mm. I would let my three-year-old... What, go follow from, behind you? I would let my three-year-old follow behind me. D- Dad's obviously behind her off-camera. Um, oh, that's nasty. Mum's at the car with her back turned, if I remember correctly. I would let that kid walk to that car, yeah. yeah. Unaided. But, oh, my goodness, that's nasty. Uh, it's, it's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. And thank God she's OK, you know. Some scuffs and some and some scratches. Um, I feel sorry for the bloke. He's been punished. I mean, if the police are going to get involved, then let them punish him if, if they feel it's appropriate. You can't see what happened after, though, can you? No. No, 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 no. 08459 455 555. Do you feel sorry for the cyclist? Do you think he's, um, I was going to say, been dragged through the mud enough? Not really appropriate when that little girl was dragged. But do you, do you feel sorry for him, or do you think he gets everything he deserves? <laughs> 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's a lane blocked clockwise at Junction 24 for Potters Bar to Junction 25 for Enfield because of an accident involving a car and a lorry. On the M40 towards London, it's slow at Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and it's also looking really busy around the M40 Denham roundabouts. In Chichley, on the A509, there is a lane blocked by an accident at the turning for the A422 that's causing delays all the way from the High Street towards Newport Pagnell. And on the trains, Great Northern have delays through Gordon Hill because of a signalling problem, so they might be cancelled or delayed laid or revised at a short notice. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. So, so far, a couple of things cooking away, bubbling away, feeling hot, hot, hot. Unusual punishments you may have received at school. And do you feel... So- this is a weird sentence. Do you feel sorry for the guy that was riding a bike on the pavement and dragged a three-year-old girl a few feet along? You feel sorry for him. 08459 455 555. Here's Jane Killick with the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. Dunstable man feeling ignored over nuisance off-road bikes. Police investigation over unexplained death in Buckinghamshire and jail for high wickham arsonist. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Dunstable says he feels residents are being ignored after his partner made more than 100 calls to police about nuisance bikes. He says the noise from the off-road bikes and car races are keeping him awake at night and he wants Beverchere Police to do more. Kelvin Allen says he's most worried about the danger. By sort of early afternoon, there's at least 50 children here. They're always milling about on here, and it just worries me that someone is going to get run over before anything's done about it. I mean, you can see all the black tarmacs on the tarmac. So, yeah, I just, I'm just worried for the children, really, more than anything, and obviously my sleep. Police have launched an investigation over the death of a 17-year-old boy in Buckinghamshire. It's thought Toby Fairclough took an illegal drug before collapsing in playing fields in North Marsden. Craig Lewis reports. Detectives are treating Toby Fairclough's death as unexplained, but they think he took what he believed to be ecstasy late on Friday night or early Saturday morning. He was taken to hospital on Saturday lunchtime after suffering what police call a medical condition, but died. A 17-year-old boy from Buckingham has been arrested on suspicion of supplying a controlled drug and released on police bail. There's been a significant rise in the number of people having prepayment gas and electricity meters forcibly installed in their homes. The energy regulator Ofgem has begun an investigation. Audrey Gallagher from Citizens Advice says people should seek help before debts get out of hand. Anybody with a debt can have a prepayment meter installed so long as the supplier has gone to court and got a warrant to enter the property. It's usually a last resort. That's why I would always say to people, don't let it get to that stage. Speak to the company because prepayment meters are are the most expensive payment method, um, around £80 a year more expensive than paying by direct debit. Changes to the law on zero-hours contracts in the UK come into force today. Employers can no longer prevent those employed on such deals from working elsewhere. It's thought 125,000 people currently have so-called exclusivity clauses. Downing Street says David Cameron has told the President of the European Commission, Jean-Claude Juncker, that the EU needs to address the concerns of the British people. The two men held three hours of talks at Chequers last night. 
A High Wycombe man's been jailed for more than nine years after admitting to arson. In February, 29-year-old Richard Thomas opened the window of a flat on West Wycombe Road and set fire to the curtains. It was put out by the fire brigade, but Thomas returned the next day and started another fire. Five residents were evacuated from the building and treated for smoke and minor burns. In cricket, it's thought the Australian Trevor Bayliss will be announced as the new England head coach today. The England and Wales Cricket Board are in exclusive discussions with their preferred candidate. The weather dry today with a mix of cloud and pleasant sunny spells with a high of 18 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get those pictures up on Twitter, shall we? Let's. Um, next story we're doing is very visual. Uh, it involves some pictures, so let's put them up on Twitter at BBC Three CR at Ian Lee. Give us, give us two minutes. Really good to get your opinions on. It's, it's, I'm going to show you some costumes that have um, caused controversy. I'd like to know your thoughts, please. Also, this hour, we've been asking unusual punishments. A teacher in, uh, well, it's in Turkey. I suspect this is the least they get. Kid wasn't getting it, so the teacher grabbed him by the head and cleaned the whiteboard with his head. Your unusual punishments, please. 08 459 455 555. And also, the fella. Big story last week, and I kind of deliberately avoided it, but in thinking about it, the fella last week, riding on the pavement, on his bicycle, knocked a three-year-old girl over, dragged her along. Horrible, horrible. His fault. He's an idiot. But do you feel sorry for him? I'm going to leave it at that, and we'll explain it as the show goes on and um, get your thoughts. 08459... Four double five five double five. Text eight one triple three. Start your text three CR. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, but we're going to put those pictures on in the next couple of minutes. Yeah. Alice is doing that. Okay, you've given it to a young person. I saw you. Str- I saw you trying to do it, Catherine. No, I was going to do it from my account, but it's probably best from the three CR. Uh, well, so. I, you didn't know how to do it. I do know how to do it. You didn't know how to do it. I do. You struggled. Well, you didn't. I'm not struggling. You struggled. Has Alice done it? No, she's struggling. She's not. <laughs> no, don't, don't. Alice is... I like Alice. Thanks. And you don't like me. No, no, Alice is one of the three people at BBC Three Counties Radio that I like. Right. Wow. The others are? I'm not saying that on air, mate. It's, not, it's rude not to say it. It's rude to say it while they're not here. Mm. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, eight. Alice, get, you, literally just shout out with joy when you've got it done, OK? OK. Thank you very much indeed. Let's, let's crack on with this. This weekend, hundreds of people took part in the Luton Carnival. Most people had a brilliant time if you went. Hey, yeah, nice one. But there was one group uh, from London who came away feeling, um, well, disappointed. Hayley Jones is from Hype Masquerade uh, to explain more. Morning, Hayley. Morning. What happened? Um, well, basically, um, we had a few t- um, technical issues with the um, speaker boxes because um, the straps were coming off. So um, 
instead of us carrying on down the road um, and then letting the speaker boxes fall off, yes. we decided to, to kind of stop and let the, the other um, trucks go in front of us. OK, um, so it's been a long time since I've been to any form of carnival. So this is like on the back of a truck and uh, there's, there'll, there'll be you'd have music playing, loads of people on there dancing and waving at the crowds as you drive through. Is that right? right. Yeah, OK, and your correct. speakers uh, weren't secured safely? Yeah. OK. OK, so we decided to pull over. Obviously, um, we had spoken to the stewards and, and security and they had radioed ahead so yep. of time so everybody knew what the situation was. OK. Yeah. Um, so after that happened, um, we approached Judging Point. I then managed to speak to Cleon Lord and um, Hype from Hype Masqueraders to um, let them know we had reached Judging Point and to get everybody ready, like all the Hype Masqueraders, yeah. to get ready to go on stage. At this point, I was approached by Clary, who is the artistic director. Who we're going to speak to in a couple of minutes, yeah. Yeah, um, she approached me. Um, and on her approach, she um, said to me, your name's not on the list. And she looked down her clipboard. Your name's not on the list. But I could clearly see our name was on the list because I looked down on, on the actual sheet that she had. And she made a comment and said uh, that our costumes were crap oh. and that we was not going on stage. Um, at that moment, um, I had asked her her reasons why she did not want to reply to me, um, and she walked off. By that time, Hype had um, come over and tried to talk to her, yeah. and it was the same response he got, and she just carried on walking off. So, you know, it was very disappointing that we couldn't cross the stage. Just sorry to interrupt, Hallie, just because we are hoping to speak to Clary, and Clary was just on the line, and obviously something happened because the, her line has dropped off. Clary, we're, we're trying to call you... Um, but your line's engaged. So if you could just do us a favour and, and put your landline down, um, because obviously obviously there's been some kind of technical issue, uh, maybe our end, maybe your end, and we, we, we just want to get you on. So just put your, put your phone down, Clary, and we'll give you a call uh, in a second. OK, so carry on, Hayley. Um, and then after that, um, Hype had gone over to um, try and sort things out. Obviously, she still said, you're not going on stage, you're not spoiling my finale show. Now... The band that was last yeah. and that was on the stage already, I think, was Rampage. Now, to me, that sounds very bad. Um, it sounds very unprofessional about what she's actually said to us. OK, as a new band, coming all the way from London, I mean, why would we come all the way to Luton not to go past Judging Point or not to show our costumes? And I think that was a bit of, um, a bit of discrimination. Um, obviously, Hype Masqueraders, we strongly believe in equality and diversity. We believe in, you know, treating everybody as an individual, um, regardless of, you know, race, sex, um, okay. disability. So just to summarise, uh, you know. uh, Hayley, mm -hmm. you're suggesting that Clary said that your costumes were, quotes, and the last time we used this word, crap. Yep. Um, and that, uh, uh, that you weren't on the list, even though you could see you were on the list, and they weren't going to put you on because they didn't want to, you to ruin their carnival. Is that right? Exactly, the finale. Hayley, uh, stay there. I want to bring... We've got managed to get Clary back. Uh, Clary, Artistic Director of the Carnival. Clary, you've heard the accusations. Uh, mm -hmm. What's your response? Well, actually, we got cut off, so I didn't really hear everything she said. I, I, I just... I just I can recap again. Uh, I heard you just now with your recap. OK. Firstly, I, I never spoke to Hayley. I don't even know who Hayley is. 
Um, and I, I had no discussion with her, and I never said to anybody that the costumes were crap. We, I don't use that language. And anybody who knows you will tell you that I would never have said that, because I'm always very careful. I don't even judge in things, because I don't like to have a, have a sitcom. I don't like to criticize other, other people's work, because I'm a designer myself. What we did was, the issue here isn't anything to do with their costumes at all. If they, they have taken money from people, and they should have been responsible, and they should have made sure that their truck was ready and secure so that they could deliver the infrastructure to the expectations of the group which they had invited and the money they had taken from those people. They didn't do that. And as a result of that, issues down the line, by the time they got to where I was at the ramp stage, we, the finale was on, and the next thing that is prepared is standing, waiting to go on after Rampage. At that point, I had already had to cut Several groups going over did not have the time that they were meant to be. Rhythms of the City came all the way from London. They, instead of having four minutes, had two minutes. Other groups, Mahogany came from London. Instead of having four minutes, they had three minutes. Get across the stage quickly because we needed to go because this year we did not have the funding to do the sound sites in the way we normally do. And, and as the, the St. George's Square is a sound site, we had to make sure the parade got over as quickly as we can. So we could hand back that site to right. the sound site. Let me interrupt because there are for, several for things. The, can I finish? No, you, so no, no, Clary, I'm, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in because there are several things that both of you have said that I'd like to pick up on. Firstly, um, you're 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 saying that you never said the costumes were were, were crap and I that you didn't want them ruining your carnival. Her. Okay. I did not say uh, what I said. Did is you? That the finale is on. Yep. And you will not be able to go. And I never told. And I didn't even speak to her. Okay. So you can't say that I said that because somebody's okay. reporting to her. Okay. What they think is their opinion. Okay, Clary. I got, and had they been on time. Yep. They would have been across the stage in those same costumes, Clary. and there would be no issue. And I'm going to go back that to. Is what this is about. Thank you. I'm going to go back to Haley in a second. So don't, don't, please don't think this is completely one-sided. But why was it organised so badly that you'd mistimed how much time people will get on stage? Clary. Sorry. What, how would you manage to miss time? I didn't miss time anything. Ha, well, Clearly, are you responsible? Group. Are you responsible for the, how much time people had on stage? No, we are responsible for the way in which the parade happened. No, so, but so, so, had, Clary, 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 sorry, Clary, sorry, Clary, 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 can I don't know? Is you, is, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear Excellent. you. Excellent. Okay, you said that some people weren't allowed on stage. Let's forget Haley for the moment. No, you it said wasn't any. I didn't say that. Okay, you said... That oh, we were given, uh, in my ears, from security, right. I'm getting instructions. Clary, can I please put a point to you and can you listen to it, please? You s Sorry? You said that some people... OK, I must have misheard you then. I thought you said that some people weren't allowed on stage, but you did I say... we give them less time. Yeah, OK. Well, that's... Uh, how, how come it was organised so badly that people got less time than they were promised on stage? It wasn't that it was organised so badly. We had... The, it was raining. And so there were health and safety issues that we had to deal with throughout the procession to do with the stage, to ensure everybody was safe on the stage. What, would the, why was the, what was the health and safety factor, Clary, that meant that they didn't get the... They didn't get the Clary, can I finish a question, please? Please. Clary, can I finish a question? It's very frustrating. What was the health and safety that meant instead of having four minutes on a stage, someone got three minutes on a stage? We had because we, at the very start of the parade, when people were coming off the stage... It was raining, and we had to be very, very careful. So they had to go so quicker on the stage. Had to be slowed up. You couldn't come onto the stage very quickly. Everybody had to be more careful going on the ramp and coming off the ramp. So you gave them less time. We had to take extra care, 
and so we were being more careful. And in doing so, to ensure that everything is still running, we had to ensure that people were actually getting on and off more carefully. Was By giving them less time to do it? So, no, you had, what you had to do is manage them carefully so that they could have good performance and get on and off the stage safely, and that's what we were doing. By giving them less time so to do it? The problem, we didn't... We had some, or some groups... Yeah. Who did who for whom going on stage was not a priority? Yeah. because they they weren't being judged. They weren't they weren't having. How, how, I wonder. I wonder how Clary how rushing them makes it safer to go. Well, you said that they had they they gone from three minutes I to two minutes. That. I said we were being careful to ensure everybody's safety by giving them less time to be on stage. You know, I said some groups we were discussed with them, and some still. For example, I have a group myself. And I managed my group across the stage to ensure that all the groups coming through were going to have their time. That what happened here is that we had got to our time, and this group was outside of their time. They weren't in the right place, and had they been there, there wouldn't be any issues. Okay, this let me go back to Clary. Let me go back costumes. to let me go back to Haley. Haley, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did you speak to Clary or not? I did speak to Clary. Um, she because she says you, she, she says that you didn't, and she says that she didn't say um, that the costumes were crap. Right. The first person she approached was myself, because I was right at the front of the truck. I was the only person she approached at that time. Um, I did, however, have um, another colleague next to me, Clarkie, who was also wearing a high vis so she actually approached me first of all. She wanted to know the name of the band. She looked down and she said, this band is not on my list. Now, I'm not being funny, obviously. Yeah. I know I spoke to her because she was the only one at that point in time and we know that um, she's the artistic director, okay? Um, so I did speak to her. I don't know if she's forgotten, but I haven't forgotten. I wouldn't forget speaking to somebody and, telling them, um, and, and them telling me that my band is not on the list and you're not spoiling my finale show. Have you forgotten, Clary? Well... I don't remember speaking to her. I remember speaking to a young man who, I said, who's your name? I can't remember now. Um, I looked at what was going on the stage, my time, and it was time for us to give it, give it back to the Sounds Forum, and that's what we had to do. And there was not been any issue. If the truck had been ready and in the place, they would have gone over, no problem. At that point, I had a decision to make, and I had to make the decision. So you did speak you know, to Hayley? I don't know if I spoke to Hayley. Ah, because you said, ah, well, Hayley. you said you definitely didn't, but now well, you're saying you might have done. I don't know who Hayley is. You're telling me this somebody's name. I don't know who Hayley is. I, what I remember is speaking to a gentleman very clearly and explaining... But I... Oh, we've lost Clary again. Get Clary back. Get, uh, Jonathan, could you come back after half past? Sorry. Get Clary back. So, Hayley, Clary did raise a, 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 an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, how many people did you have on your float? Right, let me just pass you over to Cleon Lord. Who's, who, why? Uh, I'm the um, band's director. Sorry about that. Good morning to everyone. Uh, what, what, sorry, why, uh, why, why am I not speaking to Hayley anymore? Oh, I see you want to speak to you. OK. Hello. Hello, yeah. How many people... How many people did you have on the float? How many people we had on the float? Yeah. What do you mean, in height, in height masqueraders and costumes, or as in... How many people did you charge 50 quid a pop to be on your float? How many people did we charge? 50 pounds. Uh, 30 people. 30 people times 50. What's Catherine, you do the maths, it's too early for me. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. Why, was your, flo- why was your float not ready, then? Well, it was ready, um... Well, it wasn't, was it? it? What happened is one of the straps came loose. Sometimes it can happen. Um, so 
you know, we decided to strap it up again. But why was it... But surely... Why was why was your float not ready? If you're charging fifty quid a pop, uh, and you've got thirty people, that's fifteen hundred pounds. My slow maths has just worked out. Um, You weren't providing them with what they were expecting. Well, no, they uh, we done an announcement, so they were they were fully aware. But if I was was paying fifty quid to appear on the back of a float in a costume, I would expect that float to be road and indeed carnival ready. Yeah, it's not to say they didn't have music or anything like that. Hang on a second, sorry. Clary, put your phone down. Blimey. Say that again, sorry, Hayley. I said it's not to say they didn't have music or anything like that. No, but that, the, float wasn't, you know. the float wasn't ready. We were still moving along. But, it, we, but you had to pull over and let everyone else pass you. Yeah, because we didn't want to take a chance in, you know... If so somebody, the, float, the float wasn't ready. If somebody was um, working on the actual speaker, OK, and strapping across... You can't then let a truck move. No, of course not. But the, the, it, it should have been fastened correctly before you move, before before those people even got there. And at the same point, what I do want to go back to is is um, why there wasn't a contingency plan for people that was late. Oh yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go on to that in a second. I I want to know why you were charging uh, people fifty quid a pop for a float that wasn't carnival worthy. Well, it was. Well, it, I mean, obviously it wasn't. Time, it wasn't, Hayley. The, the, the speaker wasn't, uh, wasn't strapped down. It wasn't safe. That was a health and safety issue. Yeah, we... I know. I know, and I'm glad you strapped it down. Why wasn't it strapped down safely before? Sometimes these things can just happen, sometimes. Sometimes the strap can, uh, can just come undone. Yeah, sometimes it can do. It depends. Wow. If, you, if you double, if you double, t- if you double um, strap the the um, yeah. the speakers, yes, it can happen. Okay. It depends in which way. Um, everybody has their own individual way in strapping. And is one, is one way better than the other way? Yeah. Um, it depends on what kind of speakers you've got. Again. Right. So, but is there is there one is there one way that's kind of better than the other way, more more reliable? Um, not really. Because you don't, you don't hear about speakers coming unstrapped or falling off floats very often. I just, it just seems that if you're charging, you know, fifteen hundred quid, um, I just, I just don't understand why you hadn't strapped the. Um, how much money are you going to give back to the people? How much money are we going to give back? We'll give back um, a refund of twenty pounds. And have you told everyone that, that that's what you're going to do? They will be getting that. Yeah. When, when, when did you decide that? Um, you know... Just now? No, no, yesterday we decided okay. and that. You've to- so you've told everybody that was on the float they're going to get 20 quid back? They'll get 20 quid back. You've told them that? Correct. Yes. And they're all happy with that? Yes, yes, they would be. They would be, you know... Well, you've definitely told them? Yes, we have told them. OK. Because part of me is thinking, Hayley, chinny rack on. Mm. Yeah, that you've just... You've just Realise that maybe you weren't providing the service that perhaps you should and it's just popped in. So if we were to speak to somebody that was on the back of that float, mm-hmm. they would have got, what, a phone call, email from you yesterday saying they're going to get 20 quid back? Some of them have been able on, on able to be um, reachable, but um, we are sending out emails today. How many did um, you reach yesterday? Um, a few. If it was not, Hayley, if it was none, just yesterday. say it was none. Come on, listen, no, guys. No, 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 it was a few yesterday, a few, a few of them yesterday. Okay. But, um, you know, it does take some time to try and do these things. Okay. 
Do you have any sympathy for Clary, who was organised... You know, it's it's a big thing, organising something like this. And if if people are turning up and they've, they've they, their trucks aren't ready and there's bits that might fall off and they've got to stop and pull over and, you know, Clary's gone to a lot of work to organise this and plan this and it's like a military operation. If you're, you know, causing problems... Have you got any sympathy for Clary, who, who was, was trying to, you know, get this show on? I do, in a sense. I do. Um, having said that, her reasons were not stated as to why we did not you were go late. on the stage. You were late. Your truck wasn't ready and you were late. But for some reason, I don't understand. We, uh, you know, in Notting Hill Carnival, this doesn't happen. Notting you Hill know, Carnival, with the greatest of respect to Luton Carnival, it, you know, it's like about 100 times bigger and better. And no disrespect to anyone organising this, but Notting Hill Carnival is massive. People come from all over the world for this. This is Luton Carnival. Yeah. And it's disappointing, but, you know, there was... The, 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 the truck broke down. Let's be generous. Let's say it's, you know, that the, uh, it wasn't a mistake, that it was just one of those things. Can you really blame Clary for, for saying, look, I'm sorry, you know, the speaker was going to come off. You had to stop and, and strap it on. We haven't got the time to get you on. Rampage are on. Yeah, my point is, why make a comment... What, uh, about what she said. Why Why make that comment? There was no need to make that comment. All Did she? she... To, all she needed to say was, OK, I'm sorry, Hype Masqueraders, at this point in time, you have re um, you've reached judging point late. You cannot cross the stage. I am really sorry about that. Yeah. That's all she needed to say. But what she did say, and obviously I didn't like it, and nor did the um, directors of the band. They did not like that. What, her saying that the costumes were crap? Yeah, that the costumes were crap. Hand on heart, Hayley. Um, hand on heart. Hand yeah. on heart. Look me in the eyes. Mm hmm Did she really say the costumes were crap? She did. Hand on heart. Hand on heart. And that's me oh. being very honest. On hand your mother's on life. On my mother's life. Clary, on your mother's on life. On my mother's life, I would swear. I would swear. And um, you know what? Even so, um, I'm going to swear on my daughter's life, OK? Okay, well, I wouldn't I'm, ask you. you I'm, you've... I'm swearing on my daughter's All right. life, okay, All right. and I'm telling you this is what she said. All right. And it's not only myself that heard it. When she was standing next to me and she was talking to me and she looked down the list, there was a crowd of people behind me. Yeah. Now, right. the crowd at this point were absolutely, they were, you know, like, why are you not going on? They heard what was going on. You know, it's right. not to say that Hayley? I'm making this up. Hayley, you've said, okay. Clary. Hello. You've heard what Hayley said. Now, come on, you were stressed... It was a busy day. The weather wasn't quite what you hoped for. Lots of people, you know, shouting, running around, and you know, people turning up late. And it's I, 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 I respect to you for organising this. Is there a chance that you might have said the costumes were crap? I don't think so because I have been. I'm you don't really think so? No, I can't remember doing that. No, 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 and that's fine. You can't I, remember. So that, you saying you, you can't remember I'm implies there might be a chance. Down. Well, no, I don't... She's I just sworn on her daughter's I life. I did say to them that you couldn't go on because we've got the finale on and I can't, I can't deal with it. I said, look, look and see, look ahead of you. See what's going on. That's what I... That is what... Yes, I did say. It would spoil the finale. And on top of that, I, the time had gone. And before they even gone past, there was a, the, the next performance was on the stage, waiting to start. 
you know, they were at the corner and the girl had started her performance. Mm. You, we, we couldn't do the time at that time. And I can't accept responsibility no. because they didn't get where to do what they should have done with their infrastructure. We, we could have at that point when the police said, sorry, you can't continue in the parade. Instead, we made a decision that we would let them continue. So in the interest of all the people that they had brought to continue through. And had they been on time in the right place, then they would have gone on the stage, wouldn't they? Hayley, do you accept that? If you'd have been on time... That is what would have happened. Do you accept... Let's put the the, the bad language to one side. Do you accept, Hayley, had you been there on time, you could have gone on the stage and that it was unfortunate that you couldn't? Most probably, yes. All right, all right. Most listen, probably, yes. Listen, both of you, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on and discussing this. Hayley, well done for Thank sorting... Thank you. Out. Thank you're you, well. Clary. Well done, Hayley, for sorting out the um, costumes, by the way. Uh, they're not crap. I, they, we got a picture of them. We just tweeted them. They're brilliant, the costumes. So, well done. They're brilliant, Hayley. And well done for saying that... Um, you're going to give uh, refunds of £20 to everyone who paid. Clary, thank you, and well done you for organising, you know, the artistic director. Is that the correct title? Artistic director of the Luton Carnival. It's not an easy job. It's a big gig, and um, it sounds like an absolute flipping nightmare, if you ask me. <laughs> absolute flipping nightmare. I wouldn't want it. That was Hayley Jones from Hype Masquerades and uh, Clary Salandy, artistic director of the Carnival. And... Some bloke. Uh, thank you for that. 08459 455555. Uh, DJ Al's on the line. Morning, DJ Al. Yes, good morning. Good morning, boss. You? What you got? <laughs> what have I got? Well, I was one of the um, the um, DJs that was on the, the... Well, not on the stage, but doing the music for the carnival procession. Yes. And, um, and playing music, you know, in between, you know, the different um, sections of, yeah. of um, you know, performance. Yeah. And... Um, and what how I felt, I felt that there wasn't enough time to to um you know to to get all the procession through because there was so much other um things happening. Yeah. And um you know just didn't have enough time, you know because we were given the to um you know to procession we were given given them you know say two minutes, yeah. you know it's not long, three minutes tops yeah. to you know to get them on the stage off the stage. The next one coming on. So, are you, su- you, you know? suggesting that maybe the organisers were perhaps at fault? Yes, I do. I do think so. Yeah. Because I mean, I was supposed to be there to do the salsa. Yeah. And um, and there wasn't even enough time salsa. to do that because we didn't have enough time. Here's here's three... here's a tip, guys. And I know this from having uh, compared events. Uh, I'm comparing event next week, and I know what will happen. There will be a running order. There will be a schedule. There will be times that someone comes on at eight thirty-two. They leave at eight thirty-five. Uh, uh, then the next, but those things you might as well rip that up. Nothing. Nothing ever <laughs> stays to those fixed times. And if the weather's bad, well, then it slows it down even more. Yeah, that's right. You know, and the weather was on and off. You know, it's a shame, day, isn't it? Because it was because it was nice. It was nice yesterday. It was it was nice yesterday? It's a shame. Listen, Al, did you have a good time? I did have a good time. I had a great time. What's your What's your track? Right? If you're If you're DJing, right, and it's just you know the vibe's not quite there. You've come on after someone who's rubbish, right? Yeah. And the vibe's not quite there. What's the What's the track? What's the What's the disc? What's the record that you slap down and you stand back knowing? That you're going to get the whole crowd up. What's what's the what's the banker you've got, DJ Al? Happy, happy. By Pharrell. Yes. You you get me up. You get me and my boys up. <laughs> We'd be having a little boogie. <laughs> Definitely. Al, it's not this. Yeah. I've got to move on. It's really nice to talk to you. And I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, mate. You. Ta-ta. Okay. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Chitterley on the A509, there's a lane being blocked southbound at the A422 because of an accident which is causing delays from the high street towards Newport Pagnell. And on the motorways, the M40 into London has delays at Junction 2 for Beaconsfield. Also, the M25 anti-clockwise has queues from Junction 21 for the M1 to 15 for the M4. But clockwise on the M25, it's reopened at Junction 24 for part of part of 25 for Enfield after there was an accident earlier, but it's now been moved on out of the way, so things are starting to move much better through there. On the trains, Great Northern have delays through Gordon Hill because of a signalling problem, but there are no other major delays showing up on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on, 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 wrong back, hang on, hang on, Jane, hang on, Jane, hold your horses, Jane. I'm Jane, holding ho- Horses, uh, how many horses have you got? Oh, I forgot to bring in the horses well, today. I drove in. Hold the reins. Okay. And go. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Jane Killick. A man says his partner has made over 100 calls to the police about nuisance off-road bikes and car racing in Dunstable since October. Kelvin Allen contacted this programme because the situation has hardly improved. Police have launched an investigation over the death of a 17-year-old boy in Buckinghamshire. It's thought Toby Fairclough took an illegal drug before collapsing in playing fields in North Marsden. Figures obtained by the BBC show more than half a million gas and electricity customers were forced to have prepayment meters installed in their homes. The energy regulator Ofgem has launched an investigation. The weather dry with some pleasant sunny periods. On to sport and in cricket. Ben Stokes was named man of the match as England beat New Zealand by 124 runs to win the first test at Lords. They bowled out the Black Caps for 220 runs in their second innings with Stokes taking three for 38. In football, Norwich City are back in the Premier League. After a one-year absence, they beat Middlesbrough 2-0 in the Championship playoff final at Wembley. Wickham Wanderers manager Gareth Ainsworth says they will bounce back from Saturday's League Two playoff defeat to Southend. The chairboys lost 7-6 on penalties after drawing one all after extra time. His manager Gareth Ainsworth. You know, it's uh, it's tough. Uh, one team has to lose and it's a cruel way to do it, but we'll be back and uh, we've got a taste for this now. Don't worry, we'll be, we'll be champing at the bit come, uh, come August the 8th and we're ready to go again. Watford haven't commented on reports they're talking to Kike Sanchez-Flores about the head coach's job. They're said to have approached the former Atletico Madrid coach as talks with current boss Slavisa Jakanovic reportedly hit an impasse. John Mooney of Watford Podcast from the Rookery End says the fans have faith in the owners. They know that they need to do things quickly because by the end of June, when the players start coming back, then they need their man in place. They need that sort of... That not, you know, we don't want to have that delay because we need to be ready for the first game of the, of the Premier League, not the fifth game or the tenth game. So they are going to make the decision um, that's right for the football club. Derby County are looking for a new manager after sacking Steve McLaren. Derby were top of the championship at the beginning of March but faded away and missed out on the playoffs. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at nine. Sorry, Jane. Poor Jane. She doesn't do breakfast with us very often, and she's just been confronted by shambles. <laughs> to Tom late foolery. Late for the. 
Jonathan was, and I, I, don't worry, I will tread carefully, but was showing me a video, which is why um, we were late coming out of the news. <laughs> and then he said, oh, you can't broadcast this. And then he couldn't stop it. And so he's, he's I, stabbing the phone trying to stop it. I got it. a new phone. I don't know how the blooming thing works. Can't, you can't play this. Quick, we'll turn it off there. <laughs> <laughs> a great video, thank you. It's I appreciate that. Funny, isn't it? I don't see that very often these days. It's <laughs> funny. That was, that was filmed in this country. Wow. Wowzers. You're right. You had a nice bank holiday. Yeah, I had a very nice bank holiday, thank you. Yes. Did, did a lot of gardening. <laughs> <laughs> so old and boring. Do you know I spent in the, over the course of this weekend? I spent over a hundred pounds on plants. Flipping it! I mate. know. Blimey! I know. Do you know what I was doing on Sunday? What? I had the house to myself, and I'm, I've I've got to write an article for some music magazine. They want three and a half thousand words. It's a lot of words. So I thought I'm going to start it on Sunday. Got the house to myself. I'm going to start it right. And all I did on Sunday was put stuff on eBay whilst listening to all of your consumer hours from the week on the iPlayer. I, got, I, got, I did four of your consumer hours on iPlayer. Really? But I made them, because I only thought, all right, I'm only going to listen to one. So I was working backwards. I started on Friday. Oh. And I thought, oh, I've got time for another one. Then I went to Thursday. And then I never listened to the consumer hours in reverse order. No. It spoiled the surprise Exactly. Some of them. You know what's coming next. Yeah, I did. And then you'd hear someone setting up a story. And you go, oh, I know how this one ends. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is disappointing. But thank you. You kept me thoroughly entertained oh, on, on Sunday. Although you've distracted me from work. So oh. shame on you. Sorry. Thank you, but shame on you. Sorry. What's in your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone this morning from nine, is punishing parents the best way to deal with truancy? A mum from Leighton Buzzard, whose child missed almost a third of school sessions, has been given a suspended jail sentence. Central Bedfordshire Council say they took the case to court as a last resort, and they hope this case sends the message about just how seriously the council takes absence from school. Well, from nine this morning, I want to hear your views on this and I want your experiences as well. Maybe you have a son or a daughter who did or does truant. Who's to blame for it? And do you think punishing parents is the best solution to it? Your calls, your stories, please, on 08459 455 555 on the big phone in from nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> oh, he does make me laugh. Not when he's on air, but in the privacy of um, a, a, a studio with the microphones turned off, he really does make me laugh. Uh, oh, wait, coming up in the last half hour, um, uh, Lockers, you can come in. We can come in. We're going to do your... Uh, yeah, you get Raymond. Don't worry about that. We're going to talk Eurovision. We're going to speak to Dealey about the... Um, Cyclist, does anybody feel sorry for the cyclist who knocked down that young kid? I feel sorry for him. He did something stupid and uh, uh, he was an idiot, but I feel sorry for him. Um, you're right, Lockers. Yes, I'm fine. I'm just. Uh, you came down yeah, empty handed, mate. Just adjusting myself. Oh, please. You came down. Tell us what happened on. Um, uh, what you did on Saturday. I went to a Eurovision party with yep. Raymondo. He was uh, very hospitable, and so was his wife. We had a lovely buffet. I think I mentioned this previously, but I'll yep. mention it again. Yep. We had coleslaw, potato salad. I don't know if there's a bit of audio I'm supposed to have here, but I don't have it. If you could, if there is. Yes. Okay, uh, out. So we had potato salad, coleslaw, orange uh, segments. Do you know what? I, I could live on potato salad alone. If my wife makes a bowl of potato salad or we buy some from the shop, 
I will. That will be gone in two minutes. Well, it's a I'll meal, isn't it? it? It's a it's meal. meal. You have got your potatoes. You got your mayonnaise. You got a bit of onion in there. Oh, I mean, you don't need anything else, That's do it. you? Really? I love it. I love a good homemade potato salad. Come we had on. we had pizza. We had toast as well. Okay, it was toast. Yeah, well, it's bruschetta that was toasted. Okay, <laughs> you're so northern. Yeah, yeah. But you were there for the magic of, of Euro- Eurovision. Work. Yes, we, yes. Tell you what, let's let's have a listen to the introduce this third piece, and then we're going to speak to Ray. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So this the, is the third the piece where, where again we'd had a few more glasses of wine, me, Mary, and Leslie, and we found out that, that there was no chance of us winning. Ireland has given us two points, and, and this was our response. We were very angry. Every other country can rely on their friends. Us, we obviously are Norman, no friends. It does point to the fact, actually, now that in Europe we have no friends. And it's only going to get worse because, actually, if we have that EU referendum, we should just give up on it now. I think we shouldn't bother. Our entry, the song was appalling. Well, yes, it wasn't very good, was it? It wasn't very good. We should give up. Should... Well, we must have somebody who's going to wow them, like Cliff Richard. Shall we bring back Brotherhood of Man next year? Well, are they all dead now, then, or what? I don't know. No, I think Brotherhood of Man are still going. They're still going, I'm sure. They're st- I saw them performing that 60th anniversary thing. But anyway, Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard for Eurovision next year. Cliff Richard for Eurovision next year, Leslie? Definitely not. We could try him. No, he's not for me. No. Really, really sorry. Not well, Cliff. Who else is there? Who else is a singer? Um, oh dear. What happened? What happened to Darius? <laughs> Darius was pop star to opera star. And I've got a photograph wrapped all around him. So I knocked him down coming out of the toilet in the O2. She sounds Darius marvelous. for Eurovision next year. Well, actually, what has happened to Darius? That is a good question. What was that, yeah, ladies? Which one was that? That was Mary. Mary yeah, was like... a star. She was lovely from start to finish. She was very funny. She did a better job than Graham Norton critiquing the songs. She sounds she... like um, yeah. uh, What's Her Face and Abigail's Party. Whatever happened to Darius? Whatever happened to Darius? <laughs> well, listen, the host of that party was the very generous Raymond Marks. Raymond joins me now. Morning, Raymond. Morning. First of all, how was Matt Lockwood as a house guest? And be honest. No, he was great, and um, uh, the, the, the show kept going, and uh, Matt was listening with us, but also interviewing um, our guests as well. Was he annoying? Did he have any weird habits? Because I would, I certainly, I'll say this to you now, I wouldn't have let him in my house. Well, he's nearly as tall as me, so I felt a bit resentful at that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Eurovision, uh, Raymond. We were rubbish, weren't we? Well, I personally don't accept that. I think Electro Velvet did a good job of the song that they'd put forward. Yep. Um, they, it was a good they performance. Wrong. They, the actions were good. But it wasn't the one that was going to win Europe, unfortunately. Um, and you don't know until the, the night when people vote. I mean, it got what? Was it six points in the end, five, Raymond? Five points. Five, yeah. But the thing is, you know, totally unpredictable. Who'd have thought Germany would get nil points? Mm. And who'd have thought Austria, who won last year with Conchita leaping about, um, would have come first from second from bottom? Absolutely. And then what? Who, who do we have as well? Uh, France. They got France, nil yeah. points. Oh, oh, yeah, some big, some big, some big um, traditional ones. But Sweden did a good job. And I just keep coming back to. Let's go back to Song for Europe. Yeah, absolutely. By a public vote. Um, the only thing I'd like to add is, 
perhaps the public vote could include some of the Europeans, so we don't just have UK people voting in the Oh, that's an interesting well. little twist, like going for gold or something, because that was full of Europeans. Yes, yes, but um, you know, uh, the final should be chosen by the Le- UK. Raymond, people. I love the BBC. Do you know what? I'm going through a bit of a really passionate f- uh, phase for the BBC. The majority, I-, I will pay a bigger TV license. The majority of the BBC, and I've always thought this, is brilliant. But, but, the nameless suit who hasn't got the gojones to come out and say, do you know what, guys, I chose that song, it was me. I thought it was good enough for Europe, and I was wrong. We'll, we'll, we'll never know who that person is. And that's wrong, isn't it? It shouldn't be chosen by a suit that's never made a TV programme, never made a record, never produced a radio show. It shouldn't be that person, should it? Well, if we'd have come number one, maybe they would have done. Um, but uh, I think it's a situation where it's an absolute mystery, even to professionals I talk to in the business, as to how the BBC choose. I've got, Raymond, I've got a little idea for a project, and I, I, I wonder if you'd like to be involved. Let me put this to you, OK? We've got a year, is it a year till the next one? Yep. OK, so we've got a year to a try year and have, to sort this we've out. We've got a year to sort this out. We are, Catherine. Yeah. We are the BBC. We keep talking about this BBC. We are the BBC. We are the BBC, and we don't know who this mystery man no, is, but we're going to find out. We've got, we're, Raymond, would you be interested? I know you've written songs before, Stranger No Danger, and, and, and things like that. Would you be interested in being a little project, doing a little project with us where you compose a song for Eurovision 2016 and we do our darndest, no promises, we do our darndest, we work our watsits off to try and, at the very least, present your song to the person who's in charge and fight your corner to get it as the song for Europe, uh, song for Europe 2016. Would you be up for that? Uh, I would. Uh, can I just say, uh, oh. I've been doing this for four years, and there were four songs, uh, and uh, Les Payne, uh, my professional friend, yeah. he thought Danger No Stranger was the best one. Oh, we, we, we've got that in the system, actually, haven't we? Yeah. I, put, I did now, put it in there, yeah, Danger No I, Stranger. Can I just say, um, Maybe looking forward is the way to go. Um, and I've got a team of people uh, with BBC experience who could take on setting up Song for Europe. That would be a good campaign. I think it'd you, you, be worth you doing. Yeah, we're going to... Well, listen, Raymond, if we pursue this, and we're going to have a little... Uh, uh, I'm trying to find Danger No Stranger. I'll just put I've, it in. Have you got it? We'll, we'll have a bit of that. We'll play out with Danger No Stranger. Um, listen, stay in touch, Raymond. Let me yeah. and Ka- we just thought this. Let me and Catherine have a little brainstorm, and, and Matt will have a little brainstorm, and I can just I can just see this being a nice campaign. I can't make any promises, but you'd, you'd be up for for working with us, would you? Yes, I certainly would. And I think the thing is, we mustn't criticise, as you say, the BBC is one of the finest oh, institutions in the world. Um, it's just in this particular case, for some reason. We're not doing the thing that has no. been proven to no. work in the past. Uh, Raymond, when are you next uh, meeting up with Matt Lockwood? Are you going to go out for lunch? Are you going to stay in and watch Die Hard? What's, what's the plan, guys? What's happening? <laughs> as long as I can use your massage chair again, Raymond. That well, was very nice, oh, wasn't no. it? Yes. Can I just report, by the way, part of the fun of the party was we were scoring it ourselves. Oh, right? yes, yes, and yes. And we got two out of the top five, yep. but we got six out of the top ten. Hey, mm. hey not bad. So it wasn't too bad, but um, I think that German and Austria thing was so totally unpredictable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Raymond, listen, you're a really good sport, and I'm really grateful that you allowed us to to come and record your party. Thank you. We will speak soon, mate. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Raymond. Danger, no stranger.
Level of excitement is the measure. What is danger? How can it be? Once a man, a stranger to me, to make all my dreams come true. Stranger, danger, a mix of the two. Danger, no stranger. Stranger, no danger. Stranger with danger, it has its appeal. He can, he will be all to me. Danger, no stranger. Stranger, no danger. No kiss, no worry. He just does not see. I know. His love, a danger might be. Danger, no stranger comes to me. Knows just what he wants. Seduce a lover, a husband to be. Want him, want him immediately. Why do I like it? Thrill of the chase, meeting, chatter. Face to face, he is a man I can't ignore. Stranger in danger, I want it more. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M40 towards London at Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and the M25 has queues anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. It's also looking slow at the Denham roundabout, the M40, um, the A412, also the Denham roundabout looking very busy towards the M25. It's looking the busiest. On the trains, the Great Northern have delays between uh, Gordon Hill because of a signalling problem and also the 917 service from Bedford to London St Pancras has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. I think there's something in this. We're going to have a little brainstorm and um, you'll be hearing a lot more from uh, Raymond Marks over the next 12 months on this show, I think. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Right, it's... Uh, oh, blimey, look at the time. We're late. Hang on a second. Stay there, weather. Be with you in a second. It's 8.47. It is uh, Tuesday, the 26th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your... <laughs> These are your headlines on Scott's tweet on BBC Three Counties Radio. A Dunstable man has told this programme how he's frustrated about the lack of police action over nuisance off-road bikes. I can't, I'm really sorry, I just can't, I'm sorry. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, hello, I'll go on with the weather now. Yes, please, okay. sorry. All right. <laughs> All right, we've got some nice bright and sunny spells uh, developing really, really nicely across the three counties at the moment, particularly Bedfordshire's looking pretty gorgeous at the moment. a little bit cloudier towards Buckinghamshire, but that's because we've had some cloud a little bit thicker just pulling off towards the south, and that's just continuing to clear right now. Looking at a nice day today for the three counties. Good spells of sunshine coming through, uh, staying dry. Yes, some fair weather cloud bubbling up this afternoon. Should spoil things so top temperature of 18 celsius i think probably at best 64 in fahrenheit a cool night tonight gardeners watch out for a touch of you know 
temperatures getting well known to single figures. A bright start tomorrow, dry through the day, another fairly pleasant day, 16 or 17 degrees. We've got some cloud thickening up though by the end of the day and some light and patchy rain uh, through tomorrow evening, overnight into Thursday. Thursday is a day of sunshine and some heavy blustery showers, but uh, quite a lot of sunshine and dry weather mixed in and cooler for Friday with some heavy thundery showers, but also some sunny spells. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties <laughs> Radio. <laughs> oh, Justin, have you heard much of the show today? Oh, do you know what? I, I, I said to you last <laughs> week, we've got to get behind Raimondo because oh, this guy could be yeah. a sensation. We need to get his songs out there because do you know what? They just make me feel good as a person. The thing about Danger No Stranger, right? Danger No Stranger. Danger No Stranger. Yeah, it's catchy. Yeah. You imagine, I mean, that's you imagine that with a full orchestra. Flipping yeah. heck, that would be love. A gold dress. Yo. Yeah. That, that, honestly, the full orchestra, the performance, you can imagine her just like turning her face to camera. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful stuff. Simon and Stephen has got some ideas. Morning, maybe, Simon. Maybe we don't stay with the same singer is what he's suggesting, right? He says, one last final assault on Eurovision. Yeah. Let's stop messing around and put Lord Coe Beckham and Prince Harry up to sing a song penned by Lloyd Webber. Victory guaranteed. This is genuine, right? And Justin, well, well, you, you can get involved in this. We're going to have a little brainstorm throughout the week. Uh, of, of We've got a year on this, okay? but I want to get moving on how we get... Um, someone's tweeted me that Guy Freeman is the BBC exec responsible for the right. UK Eurovision selection. How do we get... We, I, I want, Should I send him an email now? Let's say, just morning, wait. Guy. Let's just morning wait. Minute. Let's just wait, because I, I, I do think... That was an excellent song. song. I do think Raymond needs to compose something new. We need something new and fresh. Yeah. Do you yeah. know something else? Yeah. Guy is a visual man, right? Oh, yeah. We should do a pop video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, fine. We're, we're gonna get, Raymond, honestly, we're going to get on this. We are going to do everything in our power to make sure this time next year we're, um, we're, we're, we're all quaffing champagne and um, sending the escorts home as we uh, celebrate Raymond Marx's victory uh, in Eurovision. I've got an idea. Yes, mate. This guy fella, OK? No. We need a meeting with him, correct? Correct. OK, so um, let's take the BBC Three Counties Radio Love Wagon um, to his house every single morning um, until he agrees um, Until he agrees to a meeting with yeah. us. Yeah. Or we could just go through the official channels. We've, we've yeah. got his email. It'll be something like guy.freeman at bbc.co.uk. Oh, that's how the BBC you, emails work. That's not, that's not a trade secret. That's how they work. It's something, it's first name dot second name at bbc.co. If there's more than one, just add a one or a two or a three. Probably got a million people this morning saying I can do better. Well, no, he won't have. Do you really think there's that rich pickings? Well, I think there'll be a lot of people out there, a bit like Raimondo, who think that they've got a song which could win. Let's go to his house, let's no. say, come on, we're going to be They're here not... every morning no. until he give us a meeting. Uh, let's find out how exactly how influential he is in the BBC, because <laughs> yes. I've got kids to feed. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Justin, mm. did you hear the carnival bit as well? Um, yes, oh. great banter. 
Justin, we've uh, asked you. It seems trivial going to this now, although it's probably the most serious story of the morning. Uh, with the story in the papers last week: a young man knocked over a, a, a three-year-old girl on his bicycle. Didn't just knock her over; she got stuck, I think, between the wheel and the, the, the pedals, and got dragged along. Yeah, he was on the pavement. It was his fault. Okay, no one's denying that. Um, been big, big news story. Um, <laughs> just seen who's coming up next. Big, big news story. Uh, I feel sorry for the guy. Why feel, do you feel sorry for him? Because he was being hounded by the press last week trying to find out who he was. Yeah. He's been the subject of various quite cruel phone-ins on various radio stations. Let's find this man. Does he bring shame to cyclists? What would you see done to this man? I just think, he's, let the police sort it out. Let the, the girl's all right. She's Yeah, the, the injuries were horrible, but she's all right. Mm. Let the police sort this out. We don't need to name him and put pictures of him. He's 23. Yeah. He's for, you, he's, he goes for a job interview. The first thing people do now... No, I get you. When they, you go for a job, they Google you and they Facebook you. Well, what are they going to find? He's that idiot that wrote that knocked down, that callously knocked down a young girl. Mm. I feel sorry for him. I've taken the uh, the video to the streets on my phone this morning, yes. showing people that video that haven't seen it already. Yeah. Um, you wanted to know, do people have sympathy? Some shocking audio coming up at the end here from okay. a cyclist. Yeah. Um, do people have sympathy? Here's what people had to say. No sympathy, I'm afraid. Yeah, what can I say? You know, a guy shouldn't have been on the pavement. He's knocked a kid down and he didn't stop. Peter, you've already seen the video. You've just seen it again there on my mobile phone. He's been named and shamed. He's saying his life is now hell. Have you got any sympathy for this cyclist? None at all. No, if you're riding along a pavement like that, then you should be paying attention. Yeah, cyclists to me, are a pain with the job that I do. They yeah. come out everywhere and no respect for the road. I mean, so take, take away your stereotypes for a second, but, yeah. but, but let's just talk about this incident specifically. OK, he's made a mistake, but, but he's, he's been named and shamed. Do you not feel any sympathy at all for this person? No. He shouldn't be riding that quickly along a residential road like that and on the pavement. I've got a cyclist now. Most cyclists don't want to talk to me because they think I'm going to be asking suspicious questions, which is a bit odd, but there you go. Um, as a cyclist, have you ever knocked anybody over? I haven't run anyone over, no. What about friends of yours? I know one person that's knocked someone over. Did they stop? <laughs> be honest. No, they didn't. Why didn't they stop? You know this person. Why didn't they stop? It, I don't know. They just, they just felt bad for what they'd done. They didn't want to face up to it, I guess. Roughly, how old was the person who got knocked over? Probably about 10, but that was with a parent. Wow, seriously? And they just got on their bike and, and left? Yeah, just carried on. That's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to go to this video, we've got a cyclist who's knocked over a young girl. Yep. And again, ridden off. This person has now been found, named and shamed publicly. Have you got any sympathy? You're a cyclist yourself. Have you got any sympathy for this person at all? Not really. They should be more responsible riding. Justin, thank you for that. Say hello to Albert. Albert. Morning, Dee Lee. Morning, <laughs> Oh, what a legend you are, Albert. What a legend in your own underpants you are. Thank you, sir, and yourself. What have you got for us, Albert? I'm throwing me hat into the ring. Eurovision next year, my friend. OK, what I'm have you got? Man. What have I got? Mm. Uh, meat, meat is a cruel mistress, is the name <laughs> of my chin. OK. Do you want to sing us a bit? Oh, it's, it's a bit fresh off the press. That's but OK. Tell you, I've, I've got a whole load of tunes, cover versions, that I'm going to send to Ian in the next couple of weeks. You're going to love this. OK. Every time I go away, 
you take a piece of meat with you. You know the Paul Young song? I do, unfortunately, yes, yes. Um, I've got a cover of the ABBA song, Chicken Pizza, You and I Know. You know that one? Yeah. Class. Yeah. Anything I want to hold your ham. Sing it then, go on. You know it. Are you going to join in? Well, <laughs> you start. Dealey, why, join Dealey, in. why don't you sing it? Come on. Go on, Dealey. Albert first, come on. Albert first. No, come on, Dealey. Come You've on, got Albert. The cord, son. Come on, you can oh. do it. Come on. Oh, I want to hold your hand. <laughs> Thank you, Albert. Thank you, Albert. <laughs> wow. To be fair, yeah. I think, <laughs> and forget the local connection, I think, to be fair, Albert was probably a little bit better than Electro Velvet uh, the weekend. I, do, I, I watched the Electro Velvet performance. I was showing it to the boys. I was trying to explain to them what the Eurovision Song Contest was the next day. Mm. Um, and, it, you know, they liked it. It was, it was all, the performance was great. The she had song, a light-up dress on. Yeah, the performance was great. The song was, was not, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. It's, it's almost like at the moment with, with the Eurovision, it's almost like we know we can't win, no. so we'll just put a song in and just see what happens. Go to Raimondo, let him create something spectacular, and you know what? Yeah. Let's win it. Let's take the Why crown not? back. Why not? Everyone's yeah. going, oh, we should pull out, we should give no. up. No. Au contraire. We should go in fighting. We go in harder. Let's go in, boozed up, um, <laughs> tooled up, and let's go and kick some Eurovision butt next year. Are you with me? Yes. You with me, guys, in there? I'm with you. I tell you what, let, let's, let, this is the last time you're ever going to... Thank you, Justin. This is the last time you're ever going to hear this. This was... The British entry into Eurovision. This is Electro Velvet. Birds eye potato waffles, waffle versatile. They go with eggs, beans, chips, fish fingers, oh fish fingers. Birds eye potato waffles, waffle versatile. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40 towards London at Junction 2 for Beaconsfield, it's looking really busy. It's also slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And on the A41 Northwestern Avenue, that's slow too from St Albans Road around the Dome Roundabout. In Palmer's Green on the North Circular Road, that's busy from the Great Cambridge Road towards Green Lanes at the Clockhouse Interchange. And on the trains, Great Northern are reporting delays through Gordon Hill because of a signalling problem and the 9.17 train from Bedford to London St Pancras has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Alice. Dealey, Lockers. Catherine will have a word. Oh, I enjoyed myself far more than... Uh, I might have to pay the BBC some money back for today's show. Can't get paid for having that much fun. That's it. That's your lot. Go and download the podcast. Make sure you stay tuned to Three Counties Radio. JVS is up next. Until tomorrow at six from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, is punishing parents the best way to deal with truancy? A mum from Leighton Buzzard, whose child missed almost a third of school lessons, has been given a suspended jail sentence. Central Bedfordshire Council said they took the case to court as a last resort after offers of help and support were rejected by the woman in question. And they hope this case sends the message about just how seriously the council takes the issue of pupils being absent from school. This morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you think...
punishing parents is the best way to deal with truancy. Call me with your thoughts on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's nine o'clock. Here's Jane Killick. Good morning. The M1 in Bedfordshire is safer following the introduction of variable speed cameras, according to police. They claim there are fewer crashes. 20,000 motorists have been caught on the cameras so far. Chief Superintendent Simon Hawkins from Bedfordshire Police says he has no sympathy for drivers who speed. I've read a statement from a 16-year-old girl who talks about how being paralysed in the neck down at 2 o'clock in the morning, she's on her own and she can't scratch her nose. And that was a result, direct result of another person speeding and not being able to stop and hitting her parents' car. So, um, no, speeding, uh, you know, is a serious matter and, you know, we, we enforce it because we know it prevents deaths and it prevents injuries. And you can hear the full interview with Chief Superintendent Simon Hawkins with JVS this morning. Police have launched an investigation over the death of a 17-year-old boy in Buckinghamshire. It's thought Toby Fairclough took an illegal drug before collapsing in playing fields in North Marsden. Craig Lewis reports. Detectives are treating Toby Fairclough's death as unexplained, but they think he took what he believed to be ecstasy late on Friday night or early Saturday morning. He was taken to hospital on Saturday lunchtime after suffering what police call a medical condition, but died. A 17-year-old boy from Buckingham has been arrested